What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with sometimes the coolest guests and a touch of what, Terence? Touch of some sea level intrigue. I mean, it's a joke that we were we had ins- behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, it's a joke we will give context to a bit more later, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we have a very special someone here today, someone who is not making his debut on the podcast because he's been here before mm. in about I think one year and three months before and on, on some of the most popular episodes are right yeah yeah, yeah. I remember I have popular. friends telling up coming up to me and telling me hey you know I got a big crush on Sudhir I was like really wow and it's an intellectual crush I was like <laughs> is, it, is it a guy or girl 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 girl, girl, okay. girl. Yeah, girl, girl. <laughs> so yeah but yeah I already said his name so we'd like to welcome Sudhir Varaketh yes. who is a author Critical thinker, political commentator, a whole host of other things, and now also a startup founder. Mm. Yay! Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Of Jom, yeah. J O M. Yeah, right. I mean, we 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 there. That was where the C level joke came from, like, A C level joke. We didn't want to introduce. We were asking, should we introduce you as CEO or what? But he said no. Yeah, so they said no. Uh, no. You know, is there a specific reason why? I mean, I, we 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 don't have any C titles in our organization now, okay. and and uh, I think. Um, it's also a bit problematic for a media company when 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 you have a CEO and an editor in chief playing the same role. Uh, right now, now now a lot of media companies do it when you start out because you know you're you're thin on staff and yeah. you're starting up and all that. But uh, in reality, you're supposed to have a bit of a wall, uh, right? Yeah, Between yeah. the business mm. side of things and the editorial side of things. Mm. So I guess uh, the the three of us co-founders and our first employee, you know, the four of us, we we split some of these roles, mm. uh, some it, of these it. duties. Yeah. So I think I think the only sort of formal uh, role that I have now is editor in chief. Okay, yeah. see. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I thought it was an ego, just an ego. Yeah, thing. I thought he wanted to be humble. You <laughs> know, like you know, I'm everyone is this is a flat organization. I mean, if yeah. I want to be humble, cannot call myself editor in chief or so lah. I mean, <laughs> just editor, uh, just chief editor. cop yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> take umbrage at the comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, the last time we met you. Um, we did, yeah. We we did talk about a potential piece that you're going to do in future about Oxley. Um, it came out recently to coincide with the launch of this new brand, right? But mm. maybe since last April till now, what has been going on in Sudhir's life, man? Wow, uh, was it last April? Oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah, April, April the podcast yeah. came out. April twenty twenty one. Oh, actually, so in May, May is when, if if you recall, uh, we had that like. SPH kind of little blow up la, you know mm, the umbrage la. The umbrage yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. Umbrage, and then yeah. I I kind of used that uh, you know very opportunistically to, to put out a call for collaborators. So mm. it was oh, around that time right. that I put out a call for collaborators. Yeah, 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 And I think because there was I think the way you phrased it was for journalists who want to do true journalism <laughs> or something along those lines, and right? You're yeah. sick of being yelled at. Oh, by yeah, yeah. CEOs. Those of you who are not sellouts, <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 yeah, I said, you know, I, I, I would love to work with any journalist inside or outside, you know, of the mainstream media, you know, mm. open to all. And I think, I think the idea for a media startup had been at the back of, of my mind, mm. but that whole SPH umbrage thing just catalyzed it. Lah. So I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's in the news now. Let me mm. just put out my call for collaborators right now. Oh, so you were thinking about putting out a call already? But not, not that early. Mm. Not, uh. not that early. But when I saw that, I was like, ah, might as well do it now. Lah. Okay, yeah. okay. And so that May to August, September period was a lot of fun. Very tiring, but a lot of fun because I, I probably met 
met either in person or over Zoom, probably like 70 to 90 people, wow. some, somewhere around there. Wow. Um, you know, and, and it's a whole range, right? It's, yeah. it's people who I think might be potential co-founders with mm-hmm. me. Uh, that's at one end of the spectrum. At the other end of the spectrum, it's people who might just be writers, contributors. You know, they might pitch in three, yeah. four pieces a year or something. Yeah. So I just met a whole bunch of people. And I think it was very sort of energizing in the sense to meet so many Singaporeans who are mm. interested in this larger mission. Like, you know, like, mm. yes, uh, Singapore needs a good uh, independent journalistic platform mm-hmm. right you know and 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 what's there in the mainstream media wasn't really doing it for them uh even what's there in the alternative media wasn't really doing it for them so i think it's just it was just nice to meet a lot of like-minded people right yeah uh, many yeah. Of, many of whom you know two of whom are my are my co-founders today shamin and way and uh one of whom is our first employee gene uh, mm. so the four of us are the ones who've been working most closely together but but also a whole bunch of other people uh, who, I, who i'm still working with Mm. When, oh no, sorry, finish. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, when you put out that post, what was your expectation? Because, okay, people, I mean, anyone who's interested in Singapore politics or just commentary about Singapore, they would have come across your work. So, were you like, okay, you know, and people know me, la, people know me, confirm people will slide into my DMs, or was it like, oh, fuck? Uh, no, I, you know, I think, um, I I don't know if I had too many expectations, lah. You know, obviously there were people, uh, who I think I was hoping would reply. Mm, you know, mm. people I knew also, yeah. right? And 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 some of them did. Um, and I'm working with them now. Uh, there were also people who were totally not on my radar who who replied, and then you know I got to know them better, and I'm yeah. working with them now. So it was, it was a bit of a mix. I I don't know if I I had too many expectations. But was um, there? I, well, I mean. Was there a go-to question that you asked all these 70, 90 people? Like one question that you asked to, you know, sort of assess how suitable they are to work with you? Oh, like an Elon Musk question. Yeah, you know, that yeah, one yeah. question interview, like, oh, yeah, wrong, question. bye. Yeah. Leaving Zoom. Uh, I mean, they, they, have to be, they have to be comfortable with my uh, level of talkokness and alcoholism. La. You know, I think <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I actually asked that as a, as a question when we meet. But I, so if it's a Zoom call, you're, you're, feel them you're out holding like, a beer or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Show me what you're I'm, drinking. I'm like topping up my, my gin on the side. You know, I was just saying that actually, uh, we've had you on this podcast before, but I feel like we're talking to a different version of Sudia now, you know? Mm. Like, going from, like, where you were back in last April to now, like, you know, hustle life, startup, entrepreneur, all that. Yeah. It, it must change you, lah. It, it definitely, you know, uh, re-energizes you and all these things. So, I, I, you know, we, people think we're going to be talking about politics here all day, but actually there's a lot about the whole idea of starting up a, a new kind of business mm. in Singapore that we a have a lot of questions business, about, lah. Yeah. But, but, um... Uh, so that like, what were you looking for, lah? Basically, in that seventy to ninety people that you spoke to, and and, and what 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 kind of like was it? Were they interviews or just hanging out, or what? What was that? What was the whole process like? So, I mean, from my point of view, they were all ha- just hanging out, lah. Right? I mean, my, the 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 one thing you know, I, I don't have a question, but 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 the most important thing is like, can I get along with this person? Really? That's 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 that's, that's the most important thing, lah. Right? Mm. Now, of course, in terms of uh, journalistic capabilities, editorial capabilities. Mm, there has to mm. be some some kind of minimum standard, lah, right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, and you know, so so I, all of them, I I I read their work. They either send me their work or I requested their work. So mm. there has to be some kind of minimum standard, lah, right? But once you get past the minimum standard, I think a lot of it is about how I think 
the 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 team will get along together, cohesion, mm. harmony, things like that, lah. You know, um, so a lot of our meetings were just me. You know, I, not not just me. I, it's, it's not a one way process, right? I think it's a two way process. A lot of them were feeling me out as well, because mm. you know, to to Harish's earlier point, I think people have these different perceptions or conceptions of of me or who I yeah. am based on what they've read of mine or yeah. What, yeah. what they've seen and yeah, all that. Yeah. You know, this Yala Bud podcast you know, may not have been the best example <laughs> that was yeah. what I did with you. But, yeah. you know, so people bring their own preconceived notions and baggage as well to the conversation with me when, when so they're, they're feeling me out too. Mm. I think, yeah, just, just getting a sense for whether we'll get along is, was the, was the, was the biggest thing like, in terms of the, in terms of the core team. Yeah. Obviously, for the contributors, you know, if you're, Filing three, four stories a year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't really have to be best friends outside, lah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but, but certainly for the for the team, I think we need a minimum level of getting along, right? So mm. I think that's what I was feeling, so feeling, th- feeling for. And 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 so for for the core team, I mean, yeah. it was multiple meetings, right? I mean, yeah. it's and 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 you know, all all of them at some point included drinks, lah. Do so you? It sounds like 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 uh, yeah, uh, like being getting along with you was a you know is a always. Yeah, getting along with you is a priority for you like, when looking for these things. But what about if you couldn't get along with someone but he's a fucking superstar, you know, fantastic writer, everything. That means that you, you wouldn't work with someone like that, no? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, certainly not at this stage of the company's growth. And 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 there were one or two people like that. Mm. There were one or two people like that I I who, who I thought, you know, that... Uh, their assessment of their own abilities was extremely inflated, mm, right? And 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 I think the the team that we have today and and all our contributors, you know, what I like about all of them uh, is that there's a lot of hunger for growth and development. You know, for me, that's very important. Mm, so yeah. I I don't know whether that's what you meant by superstar, but you know that, that I I met a couple of people like that that I felt wow, you you know you 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 think you're the shit already. You, mm. you think you've made it right. Yeah. And maybe in some ways you have, um, but for me, it's problematic. To work with somebody at this stage of the company's growth, mm. um, maybe if you know, if I look out three, four, five years into the future, and and we somehow manage to grow very quickly, Mm-mm-mm. potentially. I mean, I I don't think I would want to manage somebody like that because I don't think I can manage somebody like that. But mm. if if the organization was big and there was, uh, you know, I, I that there was structure, some structure and others, yes. and, and 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 I felt there was a important reason to bring on something somebody like that la, either mm. to expand our audience or, or to expand into a new product market or whatever then yeah, yeah. Me, I, I, I'm not saying I'm totally averse to it but okay. certainly at this stage of growth the ability to get along with people and, mm. and, and, and have fun was, was important to me la. so mm. had any of them ever tried starting something on their own similar to what you wanted to start I think this is the biggest the biggest thing for all of us uh, mm. You know, I I I think they've all done things on their own. Uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, different initiatives, uh, artistic initiatives, community initiatives. Uh, they've started small businesses. So yeah, I, I think they they they've done very very small. I mean, small businesses. You know, like Shamin uh, has her own mm. sort of uh, artistic practice and and yeah. and uh, her own studio sort of practice that 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 does a lot of photography and film work uh, in particular. So I think. Uh, they each have done their own thing. Jean uh, is the younger, so Jean is a Jean is a fresh graduate. So mm. she and she's probably, the employee. Yeah, ah, so Jean okay. is our first employee, and she just graduated. Uh, so I don't think I mean I mean she she's done a bit of work for for different organizations, but I don't think she, on her own she started something. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, they they've got bits of experience, you know, just like 
me and my old incarnation with my with my blog and my Sudhir TV videos and all that. I mean, I, mm. I, I had my own sort of soul prop, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which I used as a vehicle to to get a bit of business and all that. But uh, this is by far the biggest thing lah we're all doing. So like um very diverse group of of people with different talents. Uh, what's the big vision of Jom that you 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 sold to them <laughs> Um, I mean, in a nutshell, we're we're trying to build something that might resemble uh the New Yorker or mm. Singapore. You know, as 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 lofty and ambition as that is. You know, we 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 know it's a it's a gigantic task ahead of us to to try to come anywhere near. Hey, sorry, but when you say the New Yorker la, yeah, for people who don't read, yeah, sure. the New Yorker, like, like, can you just give a primer on what what that means? <laughs> So it's yeah. a it's a it's a good weekly uh, magazine uh, that does a lot of long form journalism, mm. uh, and the long form journalism often involves pieces that take months and months to research and write. Mm. Right. So so it's very different from our the new media world of you know a lot of sort of instant gratification, short short you know clips or pieces or articles or, or whatever that that you can bang out in yeah. in an hour or two hours and and whatever. Yeah. So this is like deep, thoughtful type journalism, which we feel is lacking in Singapore. Now, I I, I guess there's a limit to the comparison, lah, because you know the New Yorker started out a long time ago, and and it still does a lot of long form journalism. I think we are a lot more uh, platform and format agnostic, right? Okay. So I think yes, we will have long form, but we we want to go quite quickly into video and audio and 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 other sorts of formats. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, if I'm Again, looking out a few years into the future, if we're still around, uh, I, I actually see our mix of content as, as being a lot more diverse than what the New Yorker puts out today, mm-hmm. which so, is digital and print. Uh, the New Yorker, yeah, digital and print, but it's still very heavy focus on on long form, uh, long form I see, writing. I see. Okay, Whereas okay. I think for us, we our mix will have more video and audio. Okay, okay, okay. Partly because of the era we're living in, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And TikTok uh, dancers, for sure. They, they, they've, <laughs> they've already asked me to do some TikTok dance. <laughs> who I'm, has I'm like, asked? Who so has Slippery slope. Yeah, Jean uh, has asked me to think about it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's joking, lah. But you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, you, oh, you know, oh, you, oh, you know what prompted it? I tell you what prompted it. One day they were like, "Hey, have you all seen Lawrence Wong's TikTok video?" Oh, and then like guitar and all. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know different ones like, I've seen different yeah, ones. Yeah, there was one yeah. with the budget as well. I, yeah. I think. Oh, he did, he did. And, mm. and then they're like, "Hey, hey, you know, so we, we, I think you, you, you better. It's time, like, It's time, like, You better." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry to to answer your question, Terence. It's in simply, it's like a good independent weekly magazine. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, and 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 it, that's that's different from what's out there today. You you know you have alternative platforms like Mothership and Rise and New Narrative, uh, independent. Uh, but none of them delivers like a regular weekly magazine. Mm. Like that, that's what we're you know every Friday we we want our readership to look forward to our magazine mm. as, as a sort of a good opinionated uh, uh, takeaway of what happened in Singapore. Yeah. Mm. To clarify, is it going to be a physical magazine as well? Or? Uh, digital only. Digital. But we're okay. planning for an annual print issue. Ooh, nice. Okay. So once okay. a year, that there'll be a print. Yeah. So a magazine meaning that there will be multiple articles per issue. <clears throat> I think when we start, there'll just be one or two. Ah. Per okay. Week. Okay. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Just because we're small and we're and we're building and growing slowly. And yeah. this could cover like any particular area of focus genre. Because New Yorker does they do humor, they do pop culture, lifestyle kind of thing ish. Yeah, right. Yeah. For you guys, what's the focus? So for us, what what we've said is that 
uh, as long as there's a Singapore connection, we're interested, lah. Okay, mm. so there's you a know, ge- nice. geographical focus, uh, Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. There's a geographical focus initially. We mm. so so you know it, it's some story from Bali or Bangkok or you know we, we're not going to be covering it, lah, right? Mm. You know there must be a Singapore connection to our to our stories, but it's yeah. across the board: arts, culture, mm. politics, business, technology. I don't think we'll initially be doing things like fiction and poetry. Okay. Uh, eventually, we want to, but but initially, uh, uh, we won't. Uh, but in terms of subject matter and topic, it's it's really across the board. Mm, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. And and given that this is not like a hobby kind of thing, it is a business, it is a startup, right? What is the... the how are you going to make it sustainable? Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, that's no, the question, right? Because it is... like Trust me, like, I salute you and your team mm. for doing this because I fucking respect it. And the fact that I think from even from the first time we met you, you did mention that this is in your plan. Mm. Um, and I really respect the fact that you kept to it and we're seeing it now. Yeah. But I also like want people to understand why maybe your business is structured a certain way and, and how, how you foresee that. Like. Is that the number one question you get from Singaporeans? Like, how is this sustainable? How are you going to make money? How are you going to make money? <laughs> I, I remember, no, when... when, when, when <laughs> No, no, no! It is, it is. When, 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 when I, when I, when I, uh, uh, some, some backstory first. But I, when I started writing initially, right? Um, when I started planning my first book, which came out in twenty twelve, mm. floating mm. on a Malayan yep. breeze, which yeah. I, I cycled around Malaysia and wrote a book yeah. uh, about it. Um, I remember when, when, when I would have conversations. So the bike trip was in two thousand and four. Then I went, went, went for many subsequent trips to Malaysia, lah. But yep. when mm. I, yep. when I would have conversations about the trip and the journey and the book with my American friends, right? Because I was, I was still in school at the time in America. Uh, it was always about, you know, uh, the relevance of a bike journey to mm. modern travel literature or, you know, it was around, you know, something to do with the struggles of the trip and all that. Mm. Whenever I told somebody in Singapore about this idea of mine, right? They're like, hey, how are you going to make money? Ah? <laughs> so S- I, I selling, just, selling books can make money. <laughs> ah. So I just became an Indian uncle. <laughs> yeah, you, an Indian uncle. You, you've been an the Indian uncle for a while, man. Harish. <laughs> I um, could see the high roll from today, like this. I was like, uh, we always say we are podcast so interesting. We ask the toughest questions. Then it was like the first question. No, because because I <laughs> I know it. I kind of no. know what you have spoken about before, mm. and I think it's very important people hear it. Okay, okay. Ah. No, but it's important. It's important. So yeah. So you see, I, I'm giving the backstory because that was like my 26, 27 year old self, lah. Always mm. like you know, when I hear this from a Singapore, I roll my eyes, lah. But I think as I've grown older, I've come to appreciate it. Because, mm. because in a sense that that entrepreneurial spirit is very much part of what has made Singapore la, and yes. being mm. Singaporean, yes. and mm. and so I think you get to a point where you you allow it not to affect you so much, mm. you know. So so when somebody asks me how you're going to make money, I I just take it in the best possible way la, That at the end yeah. of the day, we need to be sustainable. We need to find a way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I can't just be writing books for a living and 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 nobody buying them, like Right. Mm, right. Mm. So, so 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 you have to pay attention to the market. We all we all live in a market economy. Um. So I think I've I've grown to appreciate that that question a bit more as I as I've mm. grown older. And and so coming back to Jom, um, I think our business model was structured, you know, it, in a way that would allow our content to be what we want it to be. So 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 what I mean by that. Uh, it's going to be a subscription-based model, mm. right? Mm. So there'll be a paywall almost from day one. Not not quite day one, but but very early on, there'll be a paywall. Yeah. So most of our content will be behind a paywall. Uh, it's going to be monthly subscriptions. Probably the base tier will start at about $10 a month. Mm. Okay? okay, And then we, we've got a couple of tiers above that uh, for added benefits and privileges and things like that. 
And I think um, the question is whether Singaporeans are willing to pay for for that kind of content, lah. You know, yeah. I think I, I think that's the main market risk that that all of us mm. think about. You know, yeah. Singaporeans like you know people around the world have gotten used to a lot of free content. Uh, mm. Are they willing to pay for independent journalism? Yeah. I don't know. We're 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 trying it out. We're we're going to find out. But I think the business model is important because it allows you to produce a different kind of content. Mm. So when you've got an advertising based model, right, which is what the likes of Mothership, Independent, yeah. um, Rice have, uh, it sort of incentivizes your team to constantly chase eyeballs. Mm. And mm. and you know because you need eyeballs to attract the advertising dollars, mm. right. and yep. that affects the the way you choose topics it affects the way you you structure your headlines you know you're you're, mm. you're going to have much more sensationalist headlines because those are the ones that 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 get yeah. traction on social media it affects a whole bunch of things lah so if we can get enough subscribers fingers crossed and our, our break even point is 3500 subscribers mm. okay. okay so so that will cover our operating uh, expenses mm. so we'll be cash flow positive once we get about 3500 subscribers if we can do that then i think you know it basically sort of insulates your editorial team from all these short-term pressures. Mm-hmm. You, do, yeah. you don't need to chase engagement. You don't need to chase eyeballs. Don't you need to dance on TikTok. Don't need to dance <laughs> <Yeah>. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I, I might still dance on TikTok, but I, I don't have that's, to. That's interest, <laughs> is that your target in your office? <laughs> like your, your, your room, every day you wake up, the goal, no dancing no on dancing. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> that's the motivation. Oh, oh my God. No, actually, funny. it's funny. It's funny. I, I, you, you know that I... I, I I did a bit of video a couple of years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Election, yes, all yes, that. Election, yeah. And like one of the things that like uh I guess drove me to do it also, right? Was a lot of my younger friends being like, No la no la, you older writers, you all don't know video la, you all don't know video. Uh, oh, so it's like for sure, for sure. <laughs> I'm like, well, you young punks, you think what new new format come out, you're you them good. Uh. Dude, don't so, don't uh, say that's <laughs> the K-pop dancer. Uh, next one should be really like So so so, but uh, but but TikTok at the moment seems like 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 a bit too far like, mm. It's too far for me. That no, but like TikTok. I mean, uh, the dancers aside, there's yep. actually a lot of good content on TikTok. Uh, I mean, of course, it sucks you in different directions. Yeah. But when it comes to startup media podcasting, there's a lot of stuff on on TikTok mm. So the TikTok dancing is only just a, a thing we like to make fun of. Mm. But yeah, even we are trying to do more on TikTok because yeah. it is a beast in and of itself. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. probably further down the line, lah, for you. No, no, no I, I, I've started to. I mean, obviously, they're the book talkers, and 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 you know, who's who's who yeah, promote yeah. books, and then you know, I, I've had conversations with people about how the the book talkers are affecting the book market and like changing the way people yeah. think about books. Yeah. Not not mm. always positively, right? It's yeah, also, yeah. Very weird. Uh, I think in America, I've seen some of the personal finance TikTokers mm. yes, yes, who yes, are yes. very popular, stock Correct. pickers, and yep. all that. Right. Uh, Correct. So no, no. I mean, there's that. I I've seen some serious stuff there too. I I do think at some point we must find a way. I I think two weeks or three weeks ago, the Economist started its own TikTok account. Ooh. The Economist magazine started yeah. its own TikTok. So so I think it's 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 you know it's something we we will have to consider Because because yeah, yeah. I because I think ultimately if you are if you are a good Content person, right? Uh, you must find a way to deliver it on whatever platform mm. is out there, lah. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, it's 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 not a matter of saying that oh, my story can only be told in a thousand words on right. print. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. that mm. that same story, for sure. There's a way to tell it in a yeah. fifteen second video or a ten second. You know, you you just have to find a way, lah. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And all the platforms have uh, different audiences, different methods of engagement with the audience. So you kind of got to play to each platform's strengths, like You can't like just 
oh, I produce one thing and then I'm just going to post it everywhere. You know, it doesn't work like that. But actually, I'm going to be a Chinese uncle and follow up on that question. Uh. <laughs> That's how you make money. Uh. But you, then my question is, and then this is, is related to everything we're talking about. Why you focus on Singapore? Not only because of um, Singapore is small, the market is small, how to sustain, but also because I always thought of you as a very global traveler. Like, you know, you wrote about you travel around Malaysia. Mm. You're almost like or a US travel also, writer, like yeah. the Pico Ayers and all that, you know? And and when you go to the US, I look forward to to everything that you write about your trips and all that. So almost from day one, I thought, oh, you surely won't just be focusing on Singapore. Like, but why have you chosen to restrict it to the Singapore and, and you know, sort of both financially and, and, and editorially it has challenges? Uh? Yeah, so I think a lot of it has to do with uh, focus and core audience. Right mm. and sequencing of growth. Okay. So focus, core audience, and sequencing of growth. I I think the mistake some companies, uh, some media companies today make is trying to cover too broad a geography very early on. Mm. Uh, the example in Singapore that that I use and and they're my friends and I've told them this before, but uh, I think new narrative early on wanted to cover the whole of Southeast Asia. Mm, yeah. They yeah. they devoted a lot of resources to covering covering the whole of Southeast Asia, including. Commissioning articles from you know different parts of the region, mm. doing some local language content. They would yeah. translate pieces into Malay and all that. Now, now the issue with that, as as honourable as it is and wonderful as it is to try to do something for the whole of of the region, is that it's difficult to really capture your core audience in Singapore, mm. right? So I think the way we are going about it is we actually just want to build a good magazine about Singapore yeah. for Singaporeans, yeah, right, and then with that focus, build that loyalty in Singapore with our mm. core audience. And then maybe later down the road, then we'll start slowly expanding. La. Now, now expanding both in terms of the actual coverage of the stories. So mm. eventually, yeah, fine, la, you know, uh, uh, go and write a story in Chatuchat Market in, in Bangkok or yeah. you know, go to Bali and write something about the temples there. Uh, I, I think it would be interesting and, and, and there will be an audience in Singapore for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also... I think at some point we might want to expand our footprint ge geographically. Mm, mm. So I mean, the obvious places for me after Singapore are, are KL and Penang mm, okay. for 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 Jom to move to. Yeah. Um. But I yeah. So the answer is I I think the focus is very important. The mm. focus is very important to build loyalty and and stickiness with your with your core audience mm. initially. Mm. And, and I think you don't need all three thousand five hundred subscribers to be Singaporeans, right? No. They can. Because Singapore, you think about it, a lot of companies, MNCs and all that are all situated here. There are a lot of expats who live here. Yeah. And yeah. you know, they, maybe they move back, they're interested about things going on in Singapore. Or maybe even Singaporeans based abroad. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. a lot of our listeners yeah. are Singaporeans based abroad and they listen yeah. to keep in touch with Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So uh, if I use my blog data, right, uh, uh, my blog data has been one of the main metrics that we've been oh. we, we've relied on, la, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of formulating our own internal forecasts and projections and all yeah. that but so because I've got 10 years worth of data now and and I would say uh, 88% just based on IP address now mm. I don't know if people are faking it but just based on IP address 88% uh, of my readership for the blog is based in Singapore mm. and 12% is based overseas mm. uh, most of the places and this gets to, to to Harish's point most of the places are places with big Singapore diasporas mm. Hong Kong uh, Bay Area in America mm. you know uh, uh, yeah, uh, the, the UK, mm. Australia, mm -mm. Um, and anecdotal. So, so that's 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 the actual evidence. But but anecdotally, just when I when I talk to people, I think 
those the diaspora Singaporeans, right, are actually in a way extremely invested. Mm. They have a much higher willingness to pay. So when I think about our tiers and all that, right, I, yeah. I think some of our higher tiers actually the the ones overseas would be willing to support us at the higher tiers, lah. Yeah, especially because yeah, yeah. uh, they they are very invested in what's going on in in, mm. in Singapore, lah. Even though they might be far away. Do you have a GCB tier? GCB tier. <laughs> yeah. Like they buy a like 400 year subscription. <laughs> that's called, that's I should, called uh, acquisition. I should, uh, really. I, should uh, I should, I should, I should. <laughs> yeah, the GCB tier. But click here, you own our, our lives. Yeah, you own us. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll work a, for you for free. Yeah, you'll see me every a, morning at 8 o'clock with a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny but, but interesting point that like, how do we capture the the segment that has a lot of money, lah? Mm. Right. So some what some outfits and not just journalistic outfits, but other different kinds of platforms do, right? Different kinds of content creators do is they they leave like an open ended donate button or something like that, yeah. lah. You can give whatever you want, lah. Yeah. Or they just give uh, this ultra high tier. That's essentially the Louis Vuitton iPhone kind of like the Hermes iPhone oh. kind of level, mm. where it's like. Yeah, if you just want to give me money, this is the way to just... But, but, like but it's a fixed tier. It's la. a fixed tier. Okay. But it's so much that it's like, it doesn't make sense at all. And, and it yeah. becomes a flex almost. Yeah, it's a flex. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a flex. Yeah. Like there was one, I, I always remember this story, there was one Apple app that was that cost $999. It was just on the store for 24 hours before it got taken down. But, uh, and it was called Red Ruby or something like that. So you buy it, you the only flex is that it's on your phone. There's no use for it. You open it and there's a ruby that is like just something, a shining yeah, red ruby. Something there, like huh? that. It was on the app store for 24 hours. It got taken down, but a thousand people bought it. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, but then how, how? Like usually when you buy those kinds of like uh, conspicuous consumption type goods, right? You you want other people to notice that you have it, right? So I guess on the phone it was on enough the phone, yeah. for a thousand people around the world. Just the thousand people, or maybe a hundred people. Either way, the guy walked off with at least hundred thousand or yeah. a few hundred thousand. Yeah. Just wow. for that twenty four hours of flex, no. Yeah, it's the equivalent wow. of that. The guy who bought two eye watches for his dog, and he just put them on his dog. And is like, it? Yeah, <laughs> in China, but yeah. <laughs> It's like, why, why is the dog near an iWatch, you know? And you mean an like, Apple Watch? Or Apple I Watch, Apple Watch. Uh, yeah, I, oh, Apple Watch, yeah. Yeah, Apple Watch and nothing. It just, it just flex. It's a flex. It's the yeah. flex tier. Flex tier. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, flex Thank tier. you for that. Let me, let me, let me think about it, man. Yeah, because because I, to, me, <laughs> to me, a donate button, there's always something inherently when you ask someone to donate yeah. to, your, to your work, right? That feels like, oh, this is... Are we, where's the, the, the line between like, uh yeah, like I'm begging you to help me and I'm you know I'm asking for help. Of course there's a nice way to ask for it also. La. But but so so I, because we've also analyzed this a lot about subscription yeah. models for yeah. media mm. media mm. companies. And why well, yeah, I've seen people just they just give a flex tier la. A flex tier where it allows you to just like flex and say I mean, I'm the number one fucking fan of of uh, Jom. Yeah, and yeah. that's uh, that's why I'm doing this. So oh. we so we do we do have something like that, like I think we're gonna call it our patron tier or something like that. Ah, okay, but but okay. I don't know how it's. It, I I don't think it's like, you know, as 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 exorbitant as what those things you mentioned, lah. Got it, got it, got it. Um. Now the other problem, for a, any editorial outfit, right? Mm. Um, with the open ended donation, right? Yeah. Is you never want to be in the pocket of some big donor. Uh, right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the problem with allowing people to give you excessive amounts of money is that they might then expect uh, mm. some kind of editorial input yes, yes, or, or control correct. or whatever. Now, now of course, if you look at the really big media companies in the world, that's actually happening, lah. Yeah, right? Yeah. With the what Jeff does Bezos Jeff, Jeff Bezos own, yeah. and, and yeah. what does Jack Ma own, and, and all, all this kind of thing. But but um, 
it's something that you certainly want to resist. And and I think for an outfit like ours, where editorial independence at an early stage is super important, yeah, uh, you, you we we must resist it, lah. You know, mm. we we the the nightmare scenario would be like a year from now, eighteen months from now, people are like, oh, Joe, oh, they you know they are controlled by those two rich people. Mm. You, you know mm. what I mean? So you say that, that you a, totally lose your you totally lose true. your so 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 that's a nightmare scenario for you guys, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not. I never want us uh to be in the pocket of any like one or two big people. Mm. I, I, I don't think it's healthy. Okay, so okay. I, I, you know, I was much more the Bernie Sanders model, right? Tons of small donors and mm, and yeah, you yeah. know, who who are our main constituent, lah, right? Our yeah. readership. Not not that we are being funded by one or two people. I, I, I don't so want that. Was that a Tough conversation that you had to have with uh, whoever you're working with. I mean, the the, the specifically the co-founders lah. That you're like, okay, if, even if you know money starts starts raining from the sky, we might have to say no to it, and you all have to live with that as well. Lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. And we, they're, we've, they're all we've, cool with it. Lah. And 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 in fact, we we've been very careful in terms of our things like our shareholders agreement mm. and things like that, right? How how we structured things. To make sure that we prevent situations like that. So, so to yeah. give you an example, like uh, next year, if somebody you know somebody offered whatever X million dollars to to buy a big stake in the mm. company, right? And and I thought it was a great idea, right? Mm. Um, Charmaine and and Wei can actually overrule me. So we we, oh. we we structured things like that in the in the contract. If if they thought that this is not a good investor for Joam to have, you know. Yeah. Uh, suits doing it just for the money, yeah. right? He 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 wants a uh, he wants to cash out very quickly and take yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah. But this is not this is not going to be in line with the the values that we put in place. They can actually overrule me. So so mm. we we put in place a lot of these structures to make sure that we are not vulnerable to these excessive uh, you know mm. capitalist endeavors like that that may actually detract us from our editorial mission. Well, this this interesting because yeah. like usually you know startup life is about hustle and then someone. And then you, the you payout, scale the payout, like yeah. there's a hockey stick and after that, like someone buys you for like 25 million and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm I retired. I guess even in the startup route, there are like two branches. La. At a certain point, there's a fork. You either go down the VC path where mm. your goal is to become a unicorn or you bootstrap and you can almost have more integrity as a business. And I mean integrity, not just, oh, you go VC, you got no integrity. It's just that you have a bit more control over your business and mm. the, you can grow it the way you want to. La. Yeah. Which I guess is the approach that you you want to you uh you all are taking. La. Yeah. In the sense yeah. that yeah, like because um but I mean, given that your background is in writing, uh content creation, to come up with those sort of structures amongst the founders is quite complicated. La. So how did you like how how what how did you go on this path of becoming a startup founder? Like what was that whole thing like? Did you like uh read a lot or talk to a lot of people? What was uh, that learning curve? Yeah, so I, I think I was fortunate in the sense that over the past four or five years, some of my freelance work has been in technology, mm, right? So yeah. for example, I, I started writing for this uh, tech magazine called Inc. Magazine, INC. Mm, mm, mm. And, you know, they sent me on a, on, on a couple of gigs, but uh, the, the most interesting one was when, when, when I, I flew to Jakarta to interview uh, Nadim Makarim of Gojek. Mm, so this was in 2017. Yep, mm. So, you know, as a, as a journalist and writer, these are like, your really fun gigs, lah. you know, yeah. they send you there. I like, spent one week trying out all the Gojek services. So this is 2017, mm. five years ago now. Uh, I, I often joke with my friends, it's like, obviously I took the the, the regular Gojek, but you yeah. know, I, they, they had a whole suite of other services. Lah. Yeah. So the joke is like, 
first time in my life I got a company to pay for my massage because I, I tried out the gold massage also. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Part of research, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, and then I wrote a story about, about Gojek and about Nadim. Um, but to your point, that, that allowed me some exposure into the world of startups and technology. Oh, la. I see, I see. Where there, there are so, a lot of discussions like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, and, I and see, so, I see. Uh, you know, just just by osmosis, diffusion, whatever, I, I just picked up little bits here and there, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. um, I think in the last year, year and a half, I've been also quite fortunate. I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of friends who are investors. Uh, I've got quite a few friends who are founders. Mm. So just learning from them, la, just mm, talking talk with them, asking them for tips. Um so on and so forth, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 yeah, that slowly lah, you know, slowly coming together. Yeah, it's slowly coming. And, and but, but like, do you have a lot of tough conversations with your co-founders? With my uh, co-founders about uh, this sort of stuff, or was it was it or is it like uh, you all decided and you figured this along the way, or at the start already you all you all knew that you all had to talk about this early on? No, man, we we've, we've been figuring out a lot of shit along the way. Mm. Uh, I think some basic things in terms of our values. Uh, not just journalistic values, but our values as a human, our values as a person. Uh, mm. You know, um, some things around uh, what topics we may or may not want to talk about. You know, th- those sorts of big discussions uh, we we had early on. But in terms of the business itself, uh, a lot of it has been making shit up along the way. Mm. The, the other great resource I have, sorry, I forgot to mention, which I, again, I'm just very lucky and privileged to have these resources. But the other big one is uh, I went to school in Berkeley, right? So, yeah. uh, I, a lot of my alumni buddies are working in tech in Silicon oh, Valley. You, you know, I, I, I just got on the phone with one of them uh, 10 days ago, you know, to ask, talk to him about pricing, our, our different pricing mm. tiers. So again, just very lucky, lah. You know. I see. Then plus your burning man, your burning yeah, man. Plus, plus my burning man, burning man uh, friends. friends who who, <laughs> who who give me inspiration in many other ways. But yeah, I want to say so. We 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 also uh, had a, a bit part to play in. Uh, his oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. No, no, in the, in the podcast, in the, uh, the podcast. No, no, just talking about the 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 build in public movement. Yeah, uh, build in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where we we basically said that uh, if you're going to do this, why not um, bring the audience along with it, lah? Since what you're trying to do is build a community, build an audience. Mm. So the, there's a build in public movement, which is a coding thing, lah, right? Is in a started in a tech started world, in a tech world, where basically, world. yeah, la, people who are building uh, these tech products, they were literally like providing updates every week of where the building was at and. And 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 so people can actually watch how the whole process evolves. Uh. And mm. I thought for media company that's fantastic as well, uh, right? Yeah. So it was really interesting. Uh, after I met you guys the last time at the podcast, I think I think that's when we talked about it, right? No, last, no, at, no, we, at, we at met, Hans. At Hans, was it at Hans? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was a more casual thing. Oh, we uh. talked about it at Hans. We actually yeah. are friends, and we have met yeah. up for coffee. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> we have met up for coffee. This is not a transactional <laughs> thing. I think wait, everything wait, I just said. Hang on, can can I can I wait 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 hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on. It was coffee. Wait 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 wait. Your audience needs to know this. When 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 Harish and Terence met me at Hans, right? They they basically have like office hours for like seven, <laughs> seven, yes. seven, eight people. So you, you know, you, you, you have, you have a designated slot. You, yeah. you, you better get there on time because at the end of your slot, Harish and Terrence are going to kick you out. Yeah. And it yeah. literally did happen. It happened. No, the, the person came early. The like, person came, came early. Yeah. Yeah. And then you early. met so, him. Yeah. We facilitated a connection. And we're like, okay, so yeah. Yeah. fuck off, fuck yeah. off. We got it. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. It so was a casual meetup. Yeah. But yeah, what was true. interesting is that, um, so I think we were I forget all the names, but is it Gimlet or something? Gimlet, like that? Mm, Gimlet. yeah, yeah, that's so, right. So, I think after our conversation, I had this idea of like 
just leaving a microphone at mm. all our team meetings. I don't know whether I talked to you guys. I think I might have talked to you guys about it. Yeah, 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 we we about and then, yeah. you know, later, it's just, what did, like, just yeah, get yeah. all the footage and then figure out if you can make yeah, a podcast yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because I felt, I thought about it very briefly. So there's there's four of us, right? Shamin, uh, Jean, Wei, and me. Uh, I thought about it, but then it was like, uh, we were just getting to know each other. Mm, mm. And I felt the microphone there might change the dynamic a bit. Mm. You know, because mm. pe- people become more self-conscious in yeah, front of the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. for sure. So, but, but I thought about it. Then I was like, okay, so how else can I do this build in public thing? And then so finally, finally what we, we decided to do, which I think you guys do with your newsletter as well, mm. right? More folklore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is, is to save some of the stories, which I started doing, thanks to the conversation with you guys. You know, sa- I saved, you know, documented some of the early stories and conversations in my yeah. notes. Which I'm now reproducing in our Jome newsletter, lah. Mm. Which all of you who are listening can you can sign up for it yeah, at, where, where? at jome.media, jom.media. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, so, I signed up for the newsletter, and I've been enjoying re- reading it. Like your mm. last one was where you talked about your number one question being, you know, like how are you different from Rise and New yeah, Narrative? Yeah. So it really does bring people in. Uh, and and your soft launch is going to be when on hoping. Uh, we're hoping for it to be on Friday the twelfth, uh, but mm. I don't know if it'll happen, lah. Okay, okay, may not okay. happen. Yeah. We're still what, what, testing what, a lot of things. Yeah, what is uh, limiting the, the why why how come you don't know when you're launching? Like? Uh, we're trying to get the website to a place where we like it, lah. Oh, okay, that's mm. that's, that's it. Testing that's it. That. Testing the website. Uh, so like uh, I the la- the the thing that we weren't too happy about yesterday was the actual customer journey. Okay, for okay. subscriptions, I it see. seemed a bit odd. And we're running it on this platform called Ghost. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, which yeah. a lot of media companies use. Mm. Um, and there's some, you know, there, there's some basic like built-in default settings that some you can change, some you can't change and, and mm, okay. working with the developers and yeah, it's, 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 no, this, I thought, I thought this it kind of like, stuff. La. I thought you couldn't book out Zook or something. Like that. That's why. Ah, yeah. Like, <laughs> not really sure, yeah. This big launch. Wait, wait, where should we have our launch party, man? I don't know. Maki lah, Maki. Maki, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. Not, Jom, not Suntec City, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but going back to what you say, one of the things I noticed in the in the newsletter, I think, was that you all are powered by Ghost, mm. and I find Ghost a super interesting platform. And I mean, just if we could touch a little bit on why you chose Ghost, because from what I understand about Ghost, you know, you have all these other website builders, but Ghost they are very focused on like it's a nonprofit, uh, or everything is open source, and it almost mm. feels like a we are for the people kind of website builder. Like. Is that true? Oh. Actually, I'm, I'm like no, I, no, no, no. It's I, I don't know, I don't know. You, oh. we, you, I, 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 I would need, I would need one of our colleagues who, who we, we've got a part timer who, oh. who's his title is head of product revenue. He, he handles a lot of this kind of stuff, lah. I, oh. I, I just, I just, uh, I mean, I, I, I thought Ghost might be good because uh, a couple of people who are media analysts recommended it to us, lah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm not the one who's done a lot of research into the tech side. She's the CEO, lah. You don't ask CEO <laughs> this kind of delegate, lah. Yeah, IT guy. I'm IT guy. He's the IT guy asking the CEO the question. It's like you ask the hey, you ask the Grab CEO, hey, why my delivery never come on time? <laughs> hey, the website powers the fucking company again. Okay? No, but so, Ghost is a cool is there's a cool story. I, I, I didn't know that. You can ask your interesting. interesting. Yeah. The founder has a very kind of like, you know, like uh they've been remote first for damn long. Their whole mm. thing is like we don't believe in big tech companies. Yeah. We are creating it for the masses. We are very open with their revenue. The whole goal is not to become like a unicorn, it's just to provide a good service. Like. Mm. And media companies like it because they are very good with like I think keeping or maintaining your data and just very very transparent. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. So, so the ghost story is quite interesting. Okay, okay. I'll go check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Your yeah. friendly IT support uh, uh, info. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Tilani. <laughs> Well, but but so actually, it's uh. I think we were just talking about this before we came out. It was like, basically, you've been uh freelancing and writing, uh, for almost a decade already, like right before this. Yeah. And then now you've jumped into this, this this world of managing people and building a startup, and everything. What's the what's the big uh thing that you've learned that is different between the two worlds? Uh? Okay, firstly, it was Dem Siong I I I I. When when I when I started the team building exercise in the middle of last year, mm. I had like been freelance for about nine years, right? Mm. And I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, being in that freelance space just puts you in a totally different headspace and 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 you know mental emotional type of mood, lah, right? Can, can you elaborate? Like, yeah, what, sure. Yeah. Because um, I, I I was doing a lot of work, right? Uh, but it's always at my own pace mm. and time and target and everything. OT, OT, lah, right? Mm. You know? Um, and like, just to give you an example, every week, let's say Saturday or Sunday comes along, I would know exactly how my week is going to be planned and progress, right? Mm. I, 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 Monday, I'd have this interview. Tuesday, I'm meeting that person. Uh, I, I, I'd write this bit on Wednesday morning. You know, mm. th- there was like very little change to my schedule during the week. Mm. I, I planned it completely. Yeah. Then suddenly, you know, now <laughs> jump into startup life, right? I'm like, well, now every day, like I'm getting 10 calls from different people. Yeah. You know, some of my team members want to answer from me. Yeah. Sometimes talking to to a, to somebody from the bank, sometimes talking to a lawyer who's advising us on something and it's just like, it's just non-stop. La. So, mm. um, I worked in a, you know, in a proper sort of job for seven years before that and I yeah. think that was, 06 to 2013. So I think at that point in time, I was in the right headspace. Mm. But freelance life just completely changed that, lah. You mm. know, uh, much more mellow, much more calm. It's it's. I, I'm very happy I did it in many ways because it actually allowed me a lot more time to think about where the media industry is going. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if I had stayed in a regular job, I don't think I would have ever attempted to experiment with video, for example. Mm, yeah. I, I wouldn't have experimented with a lot of other things. So I'm glad I had that space, but that that transition to startup life was just crazy. I I think I I tell my friends I I think it took me about four months, took me about four months to get used to it. So actually mm. January January when we started work to April this year, right? I was seriously fucking all over the place, man. Mm. You know, I I was missing appointments. I was forgetting. Yeah, things. I think that's why I was when we met you that time was around then, like, And then I think you looked oh, so, tired. You looked oh, quite is it? tired. Oh, at Hansa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Suri came late. That's why we <laughs> had to <laughs> do the job. But he looked, he looked, you looked like wow, like really spent, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but now true. you look like like you're adjusted and fresh. And yeah, everything. yeah. So it's funny. So so by mid mid to late April, and and actually there's a social media record of this, and and I say so social media record because by mid to late April I, I told my buddies in the team I was like you know what I think now my my mind is there man I'm, mm. I'm just rolling with it I'm, I'm going to start posting more on social again mm. <laughs> I had like ignored my social media because I, I couldn't take it man I was yeah. just like I was just all oh. over the place so I think by by mid to late April I I was like really in the flow lah, you know and, and now now I'm feeling that now it's like no problem like you know people randomly call me and ask me the you know it's totally fine. Mm. But then you got to, the you got the Bluetooth in your ear all the time. I do, right? I do, I do. Talk to me. Yeah. I'm, Talk I'm, to me. I'm one I'm one I'm one of those cocks who goes uh, <laughs> who goes walking in the park with the Bluetooth headset on oh, uh, taking calls, man. I, I, I used to make fun of those people, man. I used to go to Pasiris Park and Lepak and I'd be like, why is this cock like coming to the park in a Lepak place <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. taking a call? And now I'm one of those people. 
<laughs> That's true. No, but walk, walking and taking calls actually is still better than taking a call sitting at home, lah. Yeah, lah, yeah, lah, yeah, 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 yeah. Or sitting yeah. on a on a Correct. chair or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so that means now, what are your days like? My days. Uh, so I I I work I work very early, right? So I I I I do. Uh, I tend to work from like six ish, seven ish, but I end also very early. I'll, I'll end work some days on four at four or whatever. Um. I I do a lot of my own writing first in the morning, mm. and then probably by about nine or ten or whatever, there's you know all all the regular startup building stuff mm. begins lah, right? Because because everybody's on Slack, uh, yeah. and every, messages are going back and forth, and and we have to attend to things. Mm. So I think from nine ish, ten ish onwards, uh, there's there's a, just a lot of team coordination, mm. uh, collaboration type stuff to do lah, which. Yeah. Which can be everything from regular editorial work. So we're working with contributors who submit pieces. We edit the pieces, to you know, working on the website. Uh, mm-hmm. The the last week has been a lot of pricing conversations because mm. uh. we're you know now we're finalizing our pricing tiers. I before, see. Yeah. yeah. I so see, I see. Isn't that isn't that tough? Like you're almost like jumping between two kinds of uh, two two operations of your brain. Like, you know, one is the the managerial organizational kind of thing where yeah, you, it's the deadlines and structure. Whereas the other one is like creative like you kind of got to got to sit there and, and sort of like also just bang things out and all so how do you how do you totally. make that transition or is it like it's just you're just basically swimming from one to another or what no it's very difficult it's very difficult for me to to move from from the managerial business side of things to mm. the creative writing side of things it, yeah. it takes me some time and i i don't think that's ever going to get easier which yeah. which, which is why yeah. which is why i think it's important to Eventually separate the roles, lah. Right, mm. you know, once once the outfit is off the ground, mm. hopefully some of that management admin stuff gets easier, lah. Yeah, and, and I can focus more on the writing. Yeah, but, yeah. But are you someone who like you need to write every day? Like, if you don't, your soul will kind of like. Yeah, I I I think I am, and mm. so the outlet, you know, if I if I'm not working on a piece, I think the outlet that I that I use is. Uh, my my emails or my or my or my or my WhatsApps or whatever. <laughs> so all your emails to your teammates are like more flowery old team. It is a bright you know, thirty nine years ago. <laughs> I was love, right? <laughs> sent at five thirty one a.m. <laughs> yeah, correct. It's a long form email, right? Long no, no, I, I I do actually. I mean, I, I don't. They, they might have a different view of this. Like you can ask them one day. But I I I think I do tend to mix up my emails with with the more creative emails and the and the very dry emails because <laughs> because I, I I need an outlet somewhere, like, yes. you know. It's, uh, it's partly for me to you know I was like uh, yeah so, so, I, so when I, your teammate gets a long email that hey Sudin needs to write like I think so I think so I think so and they'll just like gloss over it very quickly <laughs> but but it's a real it's a real creative struggle I mean even for us yeah like our days are filled with meetings you you've done so much in inverted commas but sometimes you just feel like you've not actually done what you are you know what your real work is like right which is to create to, to to think of new ideas and things like and that and like now right now when we have to write because we are working on like a TV show now you know, I yeah. take like fucking oh, two hours yeah. to get into the zone where shit actually flows yeah Um. and and because like like, like what you said I think uh, it's I wish I had more structure like every day right maybe I should work towards that but whenever I need to write I'm like okay I have to get into it and it takes a long time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, not, it it's not easy and, and, and the last thing I just remembered is that in May, I started work on my first serious piece for Jome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so basically January this May last. No, this this oh, okay, this, okay. this past May. So uh-huh. January to May, I, you know, like no serious like proper writing for Jome lah. Just team mm, building yeah. and work, yeah. you know. 
And then May, uh, which is going to be a profile of this uh, Singaporean artist. Her name is uh, Salty Shichie mm. Ng. So Salty Ng. Mm. Um, and and so I, I I met Salty in early May, I think, for the first time. We we hung mm. out a few times. And, you know, th- this is the kind of writing I love doing the most, writing about people, right? So yeah, I, I spent yeah. hours interviewing her, finding out about her life story and everything else. And I just felt, when, when I finally wrote the piece, right, which probably late May or early June, I just felt so, so much satisfaction, so much joy. Mm, mm. You know, I, I hadn't been in that space for such a long time. You yeah. know, it was just it was just such a wonderful feeling. Cause that I mean that that's my that's my first love, lad. You know, yeah, writing yeah, is my yeah. first writing. love. Correct, correct. So yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, totally, I think balancing yeah. that balancing that over the next few years will will be uh, important. Because for you me. do still plan to write, lah. I do, I do, I do. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I do for sure. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, because it's, I mean, technically, you could be editor in chief without writing, la. You could, but then there's a lot of admin work, ed- editor in chief, la. Yeah, yeah, la, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, yeah, you oversee, but you don't write, la. So, so I mean, we we we've had internal conversations about that. Uh, I I think one of the one of the issues is that, I mean, firstly, of course, I love writing. So yeah. j- mm, just mm. my own self fulfillment and joy, it's important. But I think um, there'll probably be quite a few people who subscribe to Jom who were my followers from mm. from my blog. Yeah, I see. So I see. I, I can't completely become yeah. a director la, behind the scenes. You, mm. know, you know, some of these people will be still wanting to see my work, right? But at the same time, I think uh, one of my main duties at Jom is to also help. Uh, I, I don't know if train is the right word, but 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 work with and cultivate some of the younger writers in Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's also one of our long-term goals is to is to help expand and improve the the writing talent pool in Singapore, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I think we want to be a home for young writers, for for older writers, for whoever lah, who basically people who want to improve their writing. So I think that you know balancing that like me my own production of work but also working with others uh, mm. to help in that bigger goal that that's one of the big tensions that we have also mm. so, yeah. Yeah. no i was just wondering whether it's a uh, you know because we talked about transition and all that so you've kind of uh, kept it uh, kept your your freelance this this past 9 years uh, with uh, this big piece uh, this ebook that you mm. have also recently published uh, right uh, I mean, uh, on the Great Lee family. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think maybe it's a good time to to do. That was jump exactly what okay. I was going to bring up also. Because yeah, yeah I mean, um, I, it, it, I think it's a almost like a demonstration of the potential that that uh, Jom will have, the, the impact that it can have on the on on uh, Singapore uh, audiences and all uh, For them to see uh, someone actually take something that uh, you know we assumed that there, there was the end of the story or that, but actually to put in the time and the energy into the long form research and actually produce something that you can really read as an entire piece and, and really have a opinion at the start and then after that have your opinion changed by the end of it. Yeah. So so it, it I think I think it's a it's a it was a very it's a perfect way to transition between that freelance life and, and the you know the startup that you're building now. But uh yeah I was that was what I was gonna say. Well, was like, that yeah. always the okay so maybe for those who of you who are listening who have not yet signed up for Jome, yeah. first of all, go to the website, sign up. But if you did sign up, you would have received um, a notification that there was this post that was, it was still on sudirtv.com, right? It's yeah, the last yeah. blog. Yeah. It's the last it was post, actually, right? I, I wanted to, to uh, keep it separate. Lah, uh, you know? yeah, you keep it separate. I, I, I quite intentionally wanted to keep it separate from yeah. Jome. From, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. It separate so, from so that Jome. was my last piece 
Ah, okay, okay. But they but, use but I kind of used it as a vehicle correct. to to promote Jomla. I to put a couple Jom. of ads inside and correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes, yes correct. Yes. You're reading. You're reading. Then, hey, Jom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But essentially, like, am I right to say that? Uh, I mean, because it covers a lot, but it yeah. it kind of relooks at the case um, from multiple angles and re-examines evidence that seem to have not been maybe analyzed to a great extent, lah. Right, mm. and it, and it tries to challenge what people perceive, you know. And I mean, it is a it is a deep dive, like no one has deep dive, uh, deep dove into Oxley. But when Dovin. you what? I thought it's Dovin. Is it Dovin? No, I'm just kidding. Dive, dive or dove, dove, dove lah, <laughs> <laughs> I know you writer all. He's trying to with you, bring, up, bring up the next generation of writers. <laughs> like, yeah, Dovin into Oxley. <laughs> What was I saying? <laughs> oh no, okay. Yes, so yes, deep dive into deep, deep dive, deep dive into Oxley. But I mean, like, uh, what was the thought process about making that your last piece as the launch pad for Jome? Or, or was it even that? Was that even the original intention? Original intention. It wasn't. So it, it was ah, lucky. It, ah, okay. it was. It, it was for Twitter's lah. That that ah. it happened like that. Yeah. Because ah. I started work on the Oxley thing in December twenty twenty. December wow, yeah. 2020. So before we even had Middle of podcast, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah, yeah, were yeah. thinking, oh, what do I do with my life? So they were like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to look at the Oxley case. <laughs> and, and, okay. and, 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 and you know why? Uh, it's because um, the Lee Sweatfern case had just concluded. Mm. So that was mm. the case by the Law Society of Singapore against Lee Sweatfern. Mm. Um, and they eventually found her, you know, they found her guilty and 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 uh, of a lesser charge and and gave her a fifteen month suspension, lah. Yeah, yeah. But what? But why that's important is that because of that case, you had this like tremendous uh, sort of mountain of evidence, right? Yeah. Mm. That was basically released into the public sphere. When I say released into the public sphere, uh, all court cases, the dockets and the documents, yeah, become uh, publicly accessible. Right. Mm. Once the case is concluded, mm. and so so what you have to do is anybody you know any of us any, any Singapore citizen can can walk walk into the Supreme Court in this case because it's this this went to the High Court yeah and make a request la. Mm. a member of the public can make a request I right see, for I these see. documents, and and that that case file is about two and a half thousand pages long. Ooh. It includes Gosh. it it includes hundreds of emails between the Lee family you know Lee yeah. Kuan Yew to his kids. Uh, uh, Lee Kuan Yew with with you know Singapore sort of luminaries like newspaper editors and you know Lee Kuan Yew asking them oh uh, yeah. what what do you think I should do with the house should I keep mm. it should I demolish it you know yeah. so there's all this amazing evidence right and you you just imagine if if this was like any other rich democracy like you know mainstream media that and media gold, outlets uh, yeah it's gold, gold it's yeah. it's yeah. it's, it's, it's gold. a gold mine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, Singapore being Singapore, and 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 of course, it's an ultra sensitive area because it's the Lee family. Yeah. So it's not even just Singapore, but it's the topic itself is. Mm. Uh, n- nobody wants to touch it, lah. Mm. So so Terence, you're right. I mean, I like it. It it kind of worked out that way, but I I didn't think of it at that point in time because Jom wasn't even in my mind at that point in time. But mm. it worked out that way that actually it's a very good example of what an independent media outlet can do. La. Yeah, you yeah. know, an in, in, independent outlet that's not affected by commercial pressure or political pressure or whatever. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's how the, the thing started. I mean, I, mm. I, I can talk more about the... I, I, I mean, I'm hesitating because I'm going about Oxley yeah, for like yeah, yeah. an hour. So, and, yeah. I, I was just going <laughs> to add that uh, everyone should read it. I think yeah. it's a fantastic uh, piece of journalism. And I mean, you've, you've made it interesting. La, but uh, maybe... 
maybe there there are uh, definitely uh, people who have uh, come out of the, the woodwork to say, hey, why is he why is he doing this like right? And then I I mean I want because I I. I I actually went online and, you know, just Googled a little bit, went on Reddit just to see what people are saying. And one of the things uh, that people are asking is like, why, why is he pulling this up again? This is like, um, how many, three, four years ago already? Mm. Uh, family, it's a family affair. Why is why is he like dragging out in the public and trying to make uh, news out of it again? Uh? Um, is that, I mean, how, how do you answer people like that who, who, ask, who ask about it? Because I understand your point about the, there being, you know, the, 2,500 pages of documents and, and you know, international media might have done it. But, you know, uh, when Donald Trump did the whole, oh, Obama, did, Obama, was Obama born in the US kind of thing, media outlets jumped in it also. Like, and a lot of people like, hey, why 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 are we pursuing this this thing down the rabbit hole? It's not it's not a real story. It's not very interesting or what. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just wondering, what do you say to people who are, who are um, critical of your intentions of, of, of doing this? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a couple of things, right? Uh, one is that this always plays on my mind, right? When, when you do a long investigative piece, so, mm, so this mm. is like almost 18 months in the making, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. When you do a long investigative piece, uh, there's always the worry that the media cycle has passed you by, mm. right? Yep, mm. yep. When, I, when, I, when I'm finally ready to put it out, it's like no, nobody's actually thinking about this issue. Yeah. So, so then... You know, the, the other thing that you immediately think about, and I, I did think about this, I'm like, should I just hold this? Lah? You know, and, mm. and, and there, there is a deadline coming when the media cycle will pick it up again. And the deadline which is coming is when uh, Lee Wei Ling, who is Lee Kuan Yew's daughter, mm. um, when she passes on, yeah. which people think might be in the coming years because mm-hmm. she's got a fairly serious uh, neurodegenerative disease. Okay. So people think it might be in the coming years. When she passes on, Singapore or the government or, or or whatever will have to make a decision on what to do with the house, mm. right? Because in Lee Kuan Yew's will, uh, Lee Wei Ling can live there as long as she wants. Uh, and after she no longer lives there, then then something might have to be done with the house. Um, so actually, a part of me thought, hey, maybe I just hold this piece, lah. Mm. Mm. You know, because when Lee Wei Ling passes on, You'll that's when it's going to be in the yeah. news. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like. No, you know, when you're doing proper investigative journalism, you just have to put it out when you when when it's Mystery. done, lah. You know, mm. uh, and and different people, you know, it, it's it, you you can't have the mindset that that this is the be all and end all of the story. It's more mm. that I put it out now. Um, hopefully, other writers, other scholars, whatever, take bits mm. and pieces from it. You know, you're you're just adding to the general conversation, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so. These thoughts do go through my mind, but um, what I would say to somebody like that, right, is that uh, we need to constantly interrogate these issues, especially when they concern um, elites who have traditionally been guarded mm. and protected by mm. society, right? And 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 it's important for our democracy, it's important for our society to actually know what goes on behind the scenes because... Yeah. This is the use of taxpayers' money, which which you know happened with the setting up of the ministerial commission, which happened yeah. with a lot of things. Uh, this this gets to issues around how uh, the Lee family operates. It gets to issues around how the PAP leadership operates. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things ultimately affect our country, lah. Yeah. You know, it, it it might affect it in a very abstract way. Mm. Um, you know, I, one comment I've seen from from some people is that, oh, you know, they're all these bread and butter issues to think about. Why are you spending your time, you know, writing about this highfalutin thing going yeah. on in the Lee family, lah? Yeah. Family but, feud. But you see that 
ultimately, the way power dynamics work at the very top, right? Mm, mm. That affects everything else. Correct, you know, yeah. it, it it affects the way society runs. It affects the way uh, our, our economy runs. It, yeah. The 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 issues that happen at the very bottom, mm. and and so one of my responses would be, we need to do both, right? Yeah. yeah. We 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 have to attend. Of course, we have to attend to the immediate bread and butter issues that people face every day. Mm. But at the same time. We also have to interrogate the the much more complex issues, lah. Yeah, you know, because yeah. th- there's a connection between the two. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, yeah, la, The government is has gotten involved in this uh, private family affair, la, Right? They 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 might end up ruling, you know, gazetting the the building on that. So the the processes are worth being examined because these these are public processes. It, actually, we yeah. also made a video making fun of Oxley that we but never released. We never released because we huh? thought we thought we missed yeah. the new media cycle, so oh. we had filmed about probably eighty percent of all the footage we yeah. needed to make fun of it. Then but we're like, we do have you know, the too video. Late. Then we're oh, like, really? We scrapped it. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of making fun of how obsessed people were with Oxley. Yeah, 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 yeah. and that we were sick of it already. Yeah, we, we were sick, sick of it. it. Oh, but shit. we got so sick of it that we like didn't even release. The video. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. but but that's why that's why I'm like okay, so people are saying that yeah, like, why why drudge this up if, yeah. when everyone's so sick of it sorry you were saying but, but uh, you know just now what you said in terms of deciding when to drop a piece of investigative mm. journalism right is that generally a mantra in journalism that if you have something done put it out because it sets the stage for other journalists to build on is that kind, or is that your own personal belief no I I, I think uh, a lot of a lot of um, what's the right word a, a lot of uh, honest ethical journalists would believe in that Mm. Um, journalists who are more drawn to sensationalism or eyeballs or things like that may not necessarily <laughs> agree with that. I mm. see. Uh, but I think there certainly is a sense of communal spirit about you know we're 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 all constantly building off each other's work. Yeah, mm. it's a never-ending process. Yeah, right. Somebody might build on my Oxley work, and then a year from now, I might build on the other person's work. Mm. You know, so mm. that there's certainly that sense in the in the writing community that that that's how it progresses la. Now now I I know that the modern new media world again with with a lot more sensationalism, uh, a lot more eyeballs which are being drawn to individuals as opposed to institutions. You know, yeah. whether they're on YouTube or, or whatever, um, then it, it changes the dynamics a bit lah. Because because people start to pay a bit more attention to the media cycle, mm. right? Mm. But it's it's also the f- Funding and finances and all that that are changed. Like, I, I don't necessarily yeah. blame the quote unquote content creators. Yeah. I mean the Chari Makan, right? You you right, you have right. to find a way to to make this thing work. Right, whereas right. whereas you know, in the old days and, and that's why the Oxley piece, you know, for me it was it was comfortable because I, I opened up my blog to donations in, in late twenty twenty, around mm. the same time I started work. And I thankfully like, I managed to get enough money to fund to fund the Oxley book. Like. Mm. If I didn't have that money to fund the Oxley book, also then you know who's who's gonna fund it, right? Yeah. And yeah. and you say book because it is about 70 pages? Uh it's about 70 pages. I mean, yeah. It's, 70 it's, pages. Uh. I just so, I just decided to call it a, initially it wasn't called a book, it was called a paper. And then after that I was like, ah, it's, it's actually <laughs> book book. I yeah. just call book it an ebook, <laughs> la, you know. Get get Sunny to make a nice or I mean not get I, I commissioned Sunny to, yeah. to make a nice cover and yeah. So so you know, just now, like um in some way that's is that the gap that Joe is trying to address? These topics that deserve attention but are almost too complex for people to want to dive into. Uh, for example, like, you know, you said all the stuff is out there. Yeah. Uh, and in some sense, I can imagine the apprehension of journalists to dive into this, but it's also to go through 2,500 pages 
and to kind of put it together, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Is that is that the kind of gap that Jome wants to fill? Okay, wait. So so just on that point, I I, I had quite a big team. Uh, I had quite a big team. Yeah. I had a couple of legal researchers. Uh but what's funny, what's funny, I am sure when I say it it'll be obvious, but uh, 80% of them want to remain anonymous. La. So, oh, so okay. their, names are, yeah. their names are not in the book. So I was going to come to that also. <laughs> it's like the suicide squad of the suicide so, of journalism. So I, <laughs> then anyone who wrote this, everyone just points to Sudir. Everyone so exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and which is also why I, I, I wanted quite deliberately to uh, separate it from Joe. Uh, you know, because okay. you know, I... I I didn't want any potential issues that might arise from the book to affect Jom I mean, Jom is its own outfit, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but the, but there are three or four names in the book, and and I it's I mean this is all speaks to the political dynamics in Singapore, like, Those three or four names in the book, you know, Ian Chong, who's a who's a professor at NUS, is one of them. Uh, we had a conversation about it, and 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 Ian said, yeah, you know, it, actually, it's important to show that it's it's okay, it's okay mm, to mm. be. So Ian was one of my readers, lah, right? right yeah. So I always I always have like. At, at least five to seven readers for a lot of my work, uh, you know, people yeah. who just give me comments, uh, And you know, Ian said, "Yeah, I think it's important to show that it's it's okay, lah. You're you're yeah. doing an honest, proper piece of uh, research and work. You yeah. Put your name there, lah." Yeah, mm. So, uh, yeah. So there were there were a bunch of people, mm. and now I forget your other question. But I mean, the question was okay. So if that is a type of content that you okay, oh, so so this one, yeah, like ultimately you said because of the nature you wanted to separate it from uh, yep. Jom. But I'm going to ask another uncle question. La. You know, if you're going to be writing topics like this, right, then how, bro, this is Singapore, you want to talk about the lease. But you're assum- assuming that the, all the topics of Jom will be like this. La. Yeah, okay. Or maybe something that deep dives into anything. And I always believe the moment you choose any topic, you dive deep enough, you'll uncover some stuff that maybe is, people will go like, oh, it's, it's maybe people are afraid to talk about. La. So that's my, yeah. my theory. But ultimately, whether it's Lee Kuan Yew or whether it's some other topic, how do you balance it? Or what's your thought process? Because I totally agree with uh, the person you just said saying that, you know, it's important that people know that you're, you can talk about this kind of stuff. Mm. That's one of the reasons why for our podcast also, we make sure to yeah. never shy away from a topic because we want to show people you can talk about it. And you can have different opinions about it. Yeah. And, and they must be able to coexist in your mind without you feeling so scared to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But as you are building a team around it and all, how are you navigating that? Or is that a fear? Or is it you think it's a fear that's so unfounded that it is your quest to prove people wrong? La? That that there are topics that you shouldn't talk about in Singapore? Yeah, I mean, there's yes to all those things. The first thing I would say, yes, I think at Jome, we do want to engage in these sorts of pieces of long investigative journalism. So, mm-hmm. so on the one hand, we do have a weekly product, yeah. weekly magazine. At the, at the same time, we hope our reader-funded model allows us to also engage in these very long projects, lah. Mm. Mm. Not just not just text again. You know, we we want to start making short documentaries at, at mm. some point in time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and and that's the kind of journalism that's not being done in Singapore today for a whole bunch of reasons. I I, mm. I don't blame the mainstream media and I don't blame the alternative. Media. They're, they're just not set up yeah. to do this kind of journalism. Correct, yeah. Correct. And I think Singapore needs it. Uh, it's important, like you, both Terence and Harry say, to change the way. People think about criticism, you know, mm-hmm. in society at large. Yeah. It's, it's okay to have alternative, different views and and hash thrash it out uh, yeah. without like anybody taking it too personally. Yeah. You know that, that that's how we're going to progress as a as a society. Um, 
And in terms of the team, I, I think all of us have similar views on 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 this kind of thing, lah. That that we do actually want to 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 engage with these sorts of issues. Yeah, mm. yeah. But but okay. So I mean, how how would you characterize the response so far to to the whole, to everything? Um. Oh wait, and just yeah. just one more thing on 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 fear and things like that, lah. I I I think uh, if this was five or seven years ago, I may not have touched this topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's also a function of where I am in my career. Mm. Uh, what I mean by that is that now I'm at the stage where uh, I have access to a lot of good resources, mm. and I mean particularly people. People, yes, right. Yeah. So uh, I I have a good group of lawyers who yeah. actually help me, advise me. Uh, I have access to some fairly senior. Uh, Members of the PAP mm. and and other parties too, but members yeah. of the PAP. Yeah, uh, and a couple of them are the ones who actually encourage me <laughs> to 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 you uh, know to, to do this research and you know because I because I think the whole this whole issue has divided the party in many ways. Mm. Uh, Interesting. Also, because there's a potential link to to you know th- this is just a rumor, of course, but it's a potential link to uh, Lee Sien Lung's son, lah, right? Mm. That that that's why this Oxley mm. thing potentially, allegedly, yeah, right, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. I mean, we there's there's no conclusive evidence yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that that Lee Hongyi is ever going to enter politics, but it's a rumor, lah, right? Yeah. And and um, so I think uh that that because of the fact that I have access to these senior people who might advise me gives me courage, lah, right? I see, yeah. I, see, I, yeah. I wouldn't have been like that Correct. five seven years ago because I I I wasn't. At the stage of my career, to have access to these people, sure, sure. you know, I, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have tried to do something like that. I so see. I think it's okay. it's a function of a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Singapore, where it is in its democratic, you know, evolution, people mm. I think are becoming more receptive. You know, yep. it's still a long way to go, but becoming more receptive to this kind of conversation. Correct. Mm. So, so yeah, I mean, I was asking, yeah, how would you characterize the response so far? Um, I mean, overall, it's been good from the people who've read it. Okay. Uh, there, there have been. Uh, I I guess half half la half have said that we really appreciate the moderation. Mm. You know, you, you you did a good job of balancing yeah. based on the evidence and everything. Yeah. Uh, the other half, uh, say, oh, you 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 were too uh, you 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 appeared a, a bit too careful and mm. scared in mm. in the way you in the way you wrote things. Because there there are certain points where yeah, I, yeah. I caveat a lot. I I you know I. I hedge a lot, you know, yeah. my my statements, mm. and 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 this actually is the product of conversations with with lawyers and other people, like, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. are you sure you want to say it this way? It's like yeah. potentially. Right. So 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 I I think of of the of the people I know who who you know speak to me frankly, but and they both liked it. Half, half said that we enjoyed the moderation. Other half said, oh, you you seem a bit scared. You tell them you're right, lah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're so daring. You're right. That's what what's, I your say, but... what's your name? Yeah, what's you your name? You put your name out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I already published this. You still tell me not enough. Wow, la, <laughs> but but uh, yeah. So actually, that's something I wanted to talk about because you spoke about access and and you talk about this response, right? So and but you've also openly talked about it in the book itself that uh, uh there is you do know members of the. Uh, like Lee Sien Yang uh, and his family, yep. la, right? Yeah. I think his son Lee Huan Wu. Uh, I w- won't deny I've seen you hanging out with them in photos on Facebook. And yeah, all that, yeah. As friends, la, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't doesn't that immediately uh make people like question? Hey, your 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 is it a biased opinion that you are you are putting on this two thousand five hundred pages of of documents? Yeah. Yeah. I think some people will. Uh, so I I I'm friends with uh. 
Lee Sien Yang, Lee Sweat Fern, and one of their sons, mm-hmm. Lee Huan Wu, as yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, I got to know them over the past five, six years. Um, and I think that's that's part of the, I mean, the dynamics of knowing them is uh, quite clear to to journalists in Singapore, lah, you know, mm. um, which is that that side of the family felt excluded from the mainstream media narrative, mm. Mm. right? Once the Oxley case broke. Yeah, yeah. So that side of the family actually became friends and got to, got to know a lot of people in the alternative media yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. so it's not just me, but but a whole bunch of people in the alternative media world now know Lee Sien Yang and yeah. Lee so you know that, that that's that's the roots of it, um, and you know when when I first got to know them, I I regard them the same way I do as any uh, disenfranchised part of society, lah. Mm. If you tell me any part of society does not have an outlet to uh, share its voice. Yeah. To to have a platform to give its side of uh, uh, its its side of the story, I I have the same sympathies for them Because because mm-hmm. we have these power structures at play. You yeah. know the the mainstream sure. media won't uh, talk about certain people. In, in in the old days, it used to be the opposition, mm-hmm. right? If you go back twenty twenty five years in Singapore, Workers' Party, like you know, they, they'd hardly get get any airtime in the mainstream media. Yeah. Now in today's world, it's changed a lot. You know, mm. I, I think Workers' Party gets a decent amount of airtime in the media, mm. but other, other parties don't. don't you know, you talk unless about... Leung Man Wai, like, Leung Man Wai, once <laughs> yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he forces himself into the party. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, guys, the party has ended. Uh, he's still there. He's still there. So, yeah. so uh, there, there, there used to be a point in time, not not too long ago, I would say maybe uh, early 2000s, mid 2000s, when when people who wanted to talk about inequality mm. wouldn't really get a big platform. Yeah, now, in yeah. today's Singapore, it's changed. Now, now yeah. you know, inequality and, and beating can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so these things, you know, they, they, they change and evolve over time. And, and, and I, you know, like I said, I, I have sympathies to whoever can't get access, lah, who's blocked from the, from mm. the media. Um, but, yeah, we, 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 we've maintained a, a cordial friendship over the years. And, and I, I put it out on Facebook. I, I put photographs of, yeah, of yeah. us on Facebook because I don't think there's anything to hide or be shy mm. about. In fact, I think it's worse if you, if you meet you people it, and, yeah. and you hide it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of the book, of course, there was always going to be the fear that people would say, oh, you know, this guy is like a, like a Lee Sien Yang uh, tool or whatever, mm. la, right? Um, but I think uh, a couple of things, a couple of things. F- first is that, you know, the book is purely funded by myself and and the donations I got. Mm. Second, uh, I don't include I don't include any interviews. So mm. so because of the fact that I only have access to one side of the family, I decided no interviews lah. I see, I see. You know, because I, I don't want to include any one side of the family, right? Yeah. So yeah. the source material and anybody who reads the book will, will see that the source material is all these publicly available documents. And the final thing, the final thing that gave me confidence, I I didn't know about this or expect it, right? Mm. But is that in my final narrative, I think um, it shows that I levy some criticisms at Lee Sweat Fern and Lee yeah. Sien Yang. And, and also, I, at the end of the day, am, am fairly kind, I think, to Ho Ching. Mm. So, so if you look at the public uh, yeah. a criticism that Ho Ching has gotten about the house, mm. uh, for me, the evidence doesn't show that she did anything Extremely wrong, She la. wasn't scheming behind no, the no, scenes. No, no, the that. evidence doesn't show that. Yeah, evidence, right? doesn't evidence, show, that, evidence doesn't show that. So, when 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 I finally, you know, the, the researchers went through all these uh, two thousand plus pages and it finally came back, I was like, oh, actually, 
actually Ho Ching comes out looking not too bad in in, in this yeah. narrative lah. Yeah. Then th- I I actually felt some relief. Uh, okay. I felt some relief because then I was like, oh okay, you know, it's it's <laughs> don't need to fight the masik you know? again. <laughs> yeah, 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 and 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 and, and it, it's not gonna be, be, because this 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 whole issue is so polarized. Mm, mm, you got correct, the yeah. Xianyang Swetfen on one side, you got Li Xianlong Ho Ching, the ministers yeah, on one side, yeah. but. My evidence shows me that actually one, you know, Ho Ching is actually uh, comes out looking not too bad. So, so I was, correct, I correct. was, uh, you know, it's not that I planned it, but I was relieved that it that it happened that way, lah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, my my thoughts about the the whole issue, lah. Right, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of interesting detail that you go into it also. Uh, but but even even back then when we were like looking the video ourselves on it, I I actually feel a sense of uh, extreme sadness, lah, upon when every time I, I'm thinking about this issue. Because also, I think like for a lot of people, uh, family relations, you know, can always be a very thorny point in in any family, right? Yeah. So, and this one, it, when it escalates to this level, where it becomes like almost like a family, like a power struggle, where the country is involved and all that, it, it's like yeah, it shows you that that's that's to the level that relationships between siblings, between uh, siblings, can break down, and it's a very sad thing, like you know. Um, was there anything that uh, for you personally having spent all this time researching on that that you reflected on and learned about family dynamics and all that, that that made you realize okay maybe this this is something to learn about how you deal with family issues or how you talk to your siblings or your parents and all that so basically was there a fast and furious moment What's the Fast and Furious? You know, Fast and Furious, they can chase car, chase car, but after all, it's always about well, family. It's about family. Okay. It's about family. <laughs> it must be Vin God. Diesel. Okay, lock that down. Yeah, Vin a, Diesel. A dead, it sounds more like a mafia <laughs> show, but yeah. The dead joke, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, because you, you spent so much time with it, I'm just wondering how, how personally you've, you felt, any lessons you've learned about family and all that from it. Um, so, on, I, I feel a lot of sadness for Lee Kuan Yew. No, really. I feel a lot of sadness for Lee Kuan Yew. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um now he he is somebody, I mean, people have different views on him, but he but he is somebody I can both uh, a, as a leader, he is somebody I can both admire but also have a lot of criticism for. Mm. Right. Mm. There are a lot mm. of things he did that I don't agree with. Yeah. And and I think over the subsequent years and all that, we we will still have to deal with issues like that, uh that that happened under his watch, right? Mm. A Marxist conspiracy just being one of them. Uh, but but I'm I'm able to you know uh, hold those two views on on him and what I feel really sad for him about is that the evidence shows that it's it's very clear that the last four years of his life so 2011 mm. to 2015 was was just spent in this like kind of blur of misconceptions mm. um, about what's actually going to happen mm. uh, spent in this blur of like realizing that his kids are slowly uh, falling out of favor with each other and like turning on each other and scheming against each other. And this was from the emails, is it, that, that you yeah, were reading? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you you can only get so much from the emails, la, but you know, yeah. it, it's it's clear, la, you know, from the emails, it, you, you can tell what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. behind, you know, that, that that these are probably the emotions that, 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 that he's feeling, right? Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, there, there, there are some emails that make it quite clear. You know, that, that there'll be um, there's one email where it's it's Lee Sian Yang and Lee Weiling, uh, and uh, and and Lee Weiling says to Lee Kuan Yew, you know, this entire series of events, uh, what to do with the Oxley House A B C D E. We we know it's all Ho Ching's doing. You know, so, mm. you know like this, and then and then then there's a conversation there, but then at the same time, 
uh, you know, Lee Kuan Yew often uh, expresses support for Ho Ching's judgment on the on, on the other hand, right? So yeah, so yeah. He, he's obviously having to like deal Balance, with this yeah. like people like you know bad mouthing each other lah. Yeah. You know, it's very clear lah. Um, and, and and God knows what happens whispers in his ear that we'll never know about yeah. lah. Right? Mm-hmm. We we only email evidence is only like the very surface level of it, right? Yep. Um, and and it's clear for about one year of his life, I think it's about one year, he was under the mistaken impression that the house had already been gazetted. Mm. So, you, you know, so, so just think about, just think about a person who his entire life has been so on top of everything in Singapore, right? Yeah, yeah. And the last four years, like His blur, super blur. Yeah. You, you don't actually know what's, what's going on. And someone's telling you, oh, this is happening. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, I I think that that part of it is just, uh, for me, so sad. Mm. That part of it is so sad. Like, your your larger question, what does it tell me about family dynamics? I mean, the, the, the first thing would be like, uh, you know, if your family has a lot of money, make sure you all do your will properly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the first thing, lah. It's hashtag sponsored post for this law firm, bro. Yeah, you it provides you automated will making in thirty seconds. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, lah. It's, uh, it's tough. It's. it's were you it's just, were you surprised when you had that feeling, like? Because I mean, what when feeling? Terrence, uh, like when you realize sadness the for- sadness for Lee Kuan Yew in particular, because when Terence asked you that question, I was damn curious who you gonna answer, and mm. it wasn't what I expected. Oh, what yeah. were you expecting? I mean, I w- I was expecting one of the siblings or something, but not Lee Kuan Yew himself, lah. Mm. So when you ha- was, I'm guessing that's not a realization that you just had now, right? Uh, when when it first dawned upon you, would, did you find it weird that oh, I'm actually feeling sad for Lee Kuan Yew, or? It was a gradual. You could see. Oh, you can see where this is ending up. No, no. I think it was very gradual. It's mm, very, very gradual. gradual huh? Yeah, very, very gradual. Cause, uh, yeah, you slowly just go over the things and and the emails and all that, and 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 you just slowly you you slowly realize that you know, oh my god, you know, in the last four years, this uh, guy who brought up because uh, initially you see initially when it first came out we we know oh, what we know is he signed seven wills and then the last will was in twenty thirteen da 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 da. Mm. So, but you don't realize the the backstory to mm. it, right? Until you see how long that conversation was going on for. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, like, um, I feel, uh, you know, th- this is difficult to know for sure, but I feel like the lack of honesty from a lot of people all around him in terms of telling him what's going on. And I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exempt anybody from this statement, but mm. it appears like everybody, right? To some all, extent, all actors yeah. to some extent around him were presenting, you know, their side of the story, yeah, la, yeah, which yeah. maybe happens in these situations. Um, mm. But it's, 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 uh, it's sad, la, it's sad, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, really, for, but, but how about sibling, between siblings wise, la? Uh, is there, are there any, I mean, we're asking cause of child rearing, child rearing issues, la, right? Like how to, how do you manage these, these like conflicts between siblings? And how do you make sure that it doesn't, they don't escalate further even beyond, you know, your, uh, the the father's death or anything like that because it, it seems like it seems like the 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 is irreparable already the damage yeah. that has been done between between them the family has been fractured into two yeah. camps um is there do you think there was anything that 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 people can learn from these people write who, your will write your will besides write yeah, your right will like, you know like human relations side of things or what uh i think like um when 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 you have multiple 
generations who are in power, right, mm. it's always going to be difficult. So mm. succession, you 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 watch succession or any of any of these now, any of these yeah, uh, yeah. dynastic shows, right? I I I think it's almost like built into the blueprint, lah. Once you have successive generations in power, mm. it's like. That, that that to me lah, you know, it's like it's almost inevitable, and and it, it could apply to politics, it could apply to Madness, family businesses, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could apply to anything, and and uh, I think it's that that's just the nature of of, of it, man. Mm. So so I mean, in in the case of this family, some you know, one thing that many people say is that oh maybe uh, Lee Sien Yang might have made the better politician because mm. you know may, you know he 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 seems to some people to be more sociable, more affable, all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so so one of the weird theories I heard. Uh, which I put in the book is that uh, the original sin is actually committed by uh, Mrs. Lee Kuan Yew. So, so uh, Kwa Kwa. I'm pr- going to pronounce the name wrongly, but I think it's Kwa Jok Chu or something Jok like that. Chu, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and 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 w- and why why is the original sin with her? Because apparently uh, she is the one who pushed uh, Sian Lung to be prime minister over Sian Yang because Sian, Sian Lung is the oldest son. Oh, the oldest, oh. so the oldest must be the oldest oh, must fill the shoes, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas oh. Sian Yang, who would be the more natural choice, uh, she 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 held him back. Uh. So, again, this is a theory, mm. uh, a rumor, whatever put to me. Uh, and and in the book, I I, I put it in this section called uh, "The Women Are to Blame" because you know that, that there's there's a lot of that, there's a strong misogynistic strand, lah. I feel yeah. throughout the this saga mm. where people are willing to blame all the women. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, ho- yes. it's Ho Ching's fault sure, yeah. because she's the one manipulating Lee Hsien Loong. It's Lee Sweatford's fault. She's the one manipulating Lee Hsien Yang. Lee Wei Ling can't be trusted because, you know, she's got all these mental yeah, health issues. True, and, she, uh, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the craziest misogynistic element of it was was to do with this Mrs. Lee Kuan Yew, la, you know, mm. because it's like, she's not even around. And, you know, and it's it's just such a weird weird theory. La, but but um, I think it's... Uh, it's always going to be tough when you have successive generations. I I don't really know how to get about you know that that sibling rivalry almost to be expected lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm. I, I I I yeah. And have you have you got um, I'm not sure if you can talk about it, but have you got any kind of response from from the that side of the family, Lee Sian Yang side of the family, about the article and all that? Uh, Lee Sian Yang sent me a message about. Uh, something he disagreed with. That's all. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, just a uh, clarification. Uh, a point. Uh, a, a point that he disagreed with. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, having to do. I mean, specifically having to do with with events of sixteen December twenty thirteen, which 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 oh. which is that which is the, the famous the yeah, famous yeah, yeah. fateful night lah. So so yeah. so the final will was signed on seventeen December. I hope I'm getting my my dates correct. Twenty thirteen and yeah. that sixteen December night was. There was like a flurry of activity la, in the mm. in the Lee Kuan Yew house, you know. Sure. They were all like, hey, uh, he, uh, uh, Papa wants to resign his will, that, uh, Lee Wei Ling messaging them, yeah. you know, Lee Sian Yang messaging Lee Sweatford. And so anyway. Uh, but, he, but, but, oh, so actually it's quite interesting because like, like there's a lot of detail happening and all that. La. And obviously you said you had a team behind you. So what was it? Can you just give people an uh, understanding of how you were working with that team? Was it like you took 2,500 pages, split it up, then everyone has to report to you every week about something that they read or, or interesting points or or what was it? Or everyone just read everything and, and you all sort of just got together and talked about it or what? Uh, it was initially one person okay. who sent me what this person thought is important. 
Okay. I'm, I'm trying to be very careful. Not even revealing gender. I'm not trying to be very careful. They, 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 so, yeah, they. so they, they sent me they sent me their thoughts on yeah. um on, on on what they thought is important. And mm. then it, it I, I didn't have a I didn't have a very formal structure in place. Mm, okay, because, okay. Because I, I didn't know what the end product would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Initially I was like, oh let me let me just make let me just make another five minute video. La. You know, yeah. that, that, oh, okay, actually my okay. initial thought I was like Let's video. go through this thing and I'll just make a, you know, minute, quick, yeah. quick five minutes. Then I realized that, oh shit, you know, there's actually a lot of detail mm. and I don't think a snappy video is going to be fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, because not, 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 and, and this gets back to our earlier point about, you, you know, I think as, as, um, quote unquote content creators I, I I hate that expression but I, I, I until a better one comes along, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep using it but mm. as content creators, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we we must have the ability to produce on any platform. I think that's important. Right, yeah. mm. But I think for my first piece, uh, I I wanted to make sure it's super bulletproof, lah. That's mm. why if you look through the if you look through the the seventy page book, right? Who, yeah. Whoever actually looks through it, it's extensively footnoted. Yeah. there's yeah. you know so many references and everything. Because I knew if I don't do that, you know, I I might kena from somebody, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I did it. So, because I didn't know what the end product would be, uh, we didn't have much of a structure. The sure. first person, they just they they sent me what they thought was interesting. Then I I went back into it. After that, there were two or three more people who also went into the source material. Mm. Uh, I certainly didn't look through all uh twenty five hundred. You know, yeah, I didn't. I, okay. I I jumped around. I see. I see. Uh, the 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 like for me the 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 things that I I spent a lot of time looking at very closely were the affidavits. Mm. So when the ministerial commission was set up, they 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 or committee was set up, they 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 asked for affidavits from from the siblings and I see. That that and and some of the emails lah, you know, some of the emails I, I looked at very closely. But yeah, but certainly not the whole thing. There's there's just too much. Yeah. But was there like the a one big aha moment you're like, oh now I know this uh this uh, that's the threat to 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 talk about lah. Like was there one moment do you remember in the whole process? Uh I think for particular stories and quote unquote arguments, there were I, I had several aha moments. Mm. Okay, so mm. so so one of the aha moments, uh, and 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 there's a section in my appendix which is called "Why the Formation and Findings of the Ministerial Committee are Problematic," mm. right? Mm. And one of the aha moments was that in 2015, uh, in public, Lee Hsien Lung had said that. Only when Lee Weiling is no longer living in the house, mm. it is it will be up to the government of the day mm, to consider mm. the matter. Yeah, yeah. Lee Sen Lung said it in public in 2015. Now in 2016, Lee Weiling is still living in the house, mm. and uh, the ministerial committee is set up, mm. and the exact words they use is, "We're set up uh, to consider the options." Mm. You know. So on the one hand, in 2015, they said. Only when she's no longer living there, mm, then, then, then the government is to consider. But then, 2016, the theory. committee said was, was, was to consider the options. And when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, hang on! You know, mm. this is clearly something that's problematic, lah." Yeah, mm. I, see, I see. I see. So there were several aha moments like that. Mm. Um, so, so that was start. You started December 2020, and it ended when the research. It ended. Um, so, so I mean, it 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 really. I mean, it, it it really got supercharged in February this year, lah. February this when, year. When when because 
before that, we didn't have access to to everything, right? We had, we had access to little bits here and there. Yeah. But from February this year, I went to the Supreme Court and made an application to to get the entire entire docket. Mm, so it's February this year. So from February this year, the the research really was supercharged, lah. So so to bring it back to Jome a bit, February this year, Jome was already in the works. Yeah, yeah, right. Jome was very much in the works. So so when when did those two things kind of start converging? That you're like, okay, you're gonna release this at like to to mark the transition to Jome. Like when when did you decide that? It it just uh maybe sometime in April or May. In April or May. Yeah, see, April or May. When I when I realized that that the timing would work out quite nicely, I see, I see. Mm. Yeah. So so like just now, Terence asked about the when when it, and during the research, did you find that that aha moment, that thread? When we when you put out your call for collaborators last year for Jome, right? When was the moment you're like, okay, shit is getting real, it's happening, no turning back. Not Jome or are you talking about Jome, 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 oh, okay, Jome, Jome yeah. Because Jome started off as an idea, you put a call out. Yeah, but so, when when was the turning point? I think for me the big one was when I I found two co-founders I like lah, mm. you know, and I I thought we all get along. Um, mm. they might have a different view on that, but you can you can ask them one day. <laughs> We're having them on the podcast next. <laughs> they didn't tell you. <laughs> bring them in. Yeah, bring them in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I I remember I remember and I probably remember for a long time when uh when Shamin, I you know I I I kind of had I I kind of had to. Uh, strong arm both of them mm. right they mm. they both have told me that when they first responded they were just responding as contributors oh, you know what I, I mean ah. it was one of these that you know mission creep or whatever you want to call it like, slowly like hey no la no la you know I need mm. a co- co-founder la, co-founder la, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think you know uh, it maybe is still sinking in uh, to them uh, the, the the extent of the extra work that that, mm. that what they originally thought they were signing up for mm. yeah um, but yeah, I think because um, I think I might have talked about this in your last show, but I don't know. But but uh, one of the big decisions was whether to just keep doing my own thing, mm. which I didn't want to do, lah. You know, just build a, a brand and platform off Sudir TV, yeah. or, you know, yeah. which I which I never wanted to do, lah. You know, and I'm happy now to slowly start distancing myself from mm. that from that individual brand. But um, so it was very important for me to get the two co-founders on mm. board. And, and so I remember very clearly the moment when, when both of them said, yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. You know, you, mm. you, you've, you've cajoled us enough. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it with you. And, and you had mm. to be completely transparent about this big project that you were doing at the same time. The Oxley one. Uh. Yeah, the Oxley mm. one the, actually, the Oxley one, no, no not really, not really. Oh, because because uh, again, at that point, September, October last year, I didn't really quite know what, uh, I didn't really, you know, I, uh, mm-hmm. something interesting, but, but uh, you know, I didn't really quite know what it was. I see, I see. Is yeah. It? So so, but I had to be very direct with them once it was getting closer to publication, Because yeah. mm-hmm. then we have to have serious conversations, right? We're like, okay, this is separate. This is your own thing. It's nothing to do with Jome, yeah. mm. right? Okay, but then, uh, is it okay if we use it to promote Jome a little bit? You know, we mm. we, we had all these mm. conversations, uh, You know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And and why the name Jome? Ah, Jome. Uh, so. I mean, I I've always loved the word Jom. You know, Jom Jom is Malay like, for la. Malay for let's let's go. Uh, let's you know, go, uh, Jom makan let's let's eat. Yeah. Uh, Jom minum let's drink. Um, so I've always loved the word Jom. It's it's more popular in Malaysia than mm. it is in Singapore. Mm. So your Malaysian friends probably use it a lot more. Um, but I think um, at the end of the day, we had three Malay names on the short list: mm. Jom, Halia, and Salat. So Halia Halia means ginger. Mm. 
ginger is native to Southeast Asia and, and it's actually from here that it's spread around the world. Yeah. So we thought it's it's quite symbolic. Mm. Uh, but of course, Halia, the the the, the problem. Restaurant, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody. Hey, no lah. Oh, la, so yeah. you working Bo- at Halia? I know Botanic <laughs> Gardens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got married there. Why you leave me? Leave me Yeah, I got married at your company. <laughs> so then uh, the other one, Salat. Salat was a late entry, which I quite like. Salat means uh straight straights. You know, mm. oh, like Malacca okay. straight straights. Um, and and it's actually an old name for Singapore. A very oh, old name for Singapore, used by used by some of the seafarers and, uh, and a lot. Okay, uh. okay. Um, so, but in the end, we chose Jom. We 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 like the energy of the word Jom. You know, it's yeah. a yeah, nice yeah. word to say. Very startup, very startup feel to it. Yeah, well, right? and 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 um, and we also like the fact that uh, it it kind of speaks to this like sense of collaboration and doing something together. Let's go, uh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's sort of consensual, like like you know, shared passion, shared purpose. You know, mm. we're doing it together, lah. Mm. Whatever makan or whatever, we're doing it together. So, so we like we like that aspect of it. Mm. Um, there was a few like issues around, like, oh, should we? You know, is it right to have a Malay name for an English language publication? Mm. Uh, but but it, like it's just it sounds like I mean, if you, even if you don't speak Malay, it just sounds like a cool word, you know, to to yeah, just yeah. Show, yeah. I think so. You know, easy to spell, easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we 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 decided on Joe. I think in March sometime. I see, I see, I see. But do you have plans in future like Jom videos or like like playing on the word Jom for for different things or? Yeah, yeah, we do, we do, we do. Uh. We we we. I mean, we want our we want our food section to be Jom makan, for example. You know. Oh, I, I, see, I haven't I see. thought further than you know. I haven't thought about formats like video and. But yeah, yeah, we 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 want to use it in different ways. So sure. that means if I would ask you, like, let's say three years or five years down the road, right? If all things go great, what would Jom be doing then? Um, if all if if things go amazingly yeah, well, go, yeah, things go amazingly well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of subscribers. Uh, yeah. I think three to five years. I for sure we would have a a a, a full on uh audio podcast and video unit for sure. Mm. Okay, so that's uh, in terms of format. That's for sure. Our team, you know, full timers now. We have three and a half. I think three to five years we'd probably be. Uh, coming close to ten people, mm. I think full full time team, mm. right? Uh, different positions. Um, we'd probably have a full time one or two full time business people as well. Um, and then in terms of geographically, I think if we did really well, three to five years, I hope we are in maybe at least two or three cities around Southeast Asia. Oh. So we have little jom, uh, little jom outfits already that have been seeded. You know, so so I think KL and Penang are, are the obvious next places, but maybe maybe Jakarta also. Mm, but mm. that's like that's like you know the the whatever they call it. We'll have work. a podcast in five yeah. years, uh, Then then we can <laughs> we can see see the well, well, how can, how it can, compares. Can. Yeah, that's like the super optimistic lah. Yeah, if, if everything goes amazingly. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, so so right now, if people want to find out more about Jom, like where should they go? Just go to jom.media, J-O-M.media. And any social media or anything like a, uh, we have we have our social media channels. I mm. I, I coming I, soon. I forget what they are. <laughs> As in, like I forget the, mm, I, the I, handle. I, th- I think handle. our IG handle is jom.media, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But, but, Jom, but Jom.media is where people sign up. Then the they sign up for the newsletter. The website yeah. will be launched the in website, the coming weeks. Uh, but it'll be the same URL. Ah, okay. okay. So at the moment, the URL directs to the newsletter. Mm. Once the site is up, the URL that will direct to the site itself, lah. I see, I see, I see. And yeah. then, and then the Oxley ebook is on your blog, uh, 
Oxley, e- o- Oxley ebook is on my blog, which is uh, sudirtv.com. S U D H I R T V.com. The website from the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> YouTube TV. TV yeah. Yeah. Justin TV. Sudir TV. I, I thought I was being so smart, man. <laughs> yeah, for those listening who maybe did not hear the previous podcast, we were giving Sudir so much shit. Yeah. Even though it is its initials, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just trying to play on the trend that was TV. very common in the early 2000s. Uh, Justin TV, you know, Sudir TV. Yeah. But, uh, well, but Jom yeah. is, uh, I mean, I think... His, yeah, well his, done, well done. His well naming, done, his, yeah. Your naming expertise has, has improved a lot. Thank, your, thank <laughs> your co-founders. Thank your co-founders. Nothing to do with me, bro. I'm serious, I'm serious. Otherwise, it would be like, nothing oh, guys. To, nothing to do <laughs> with me. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been like uh, Halia TV or something. <laughs> Halia TV. Yeah, oh, man. But cool. Um, oh. I didn't give you the, the brief earlier about the one shock thing. I yeah. don't know whether you remember that Yalabad practice where at the end of every podcast, we we do a little segment called One Shock Thing, which is where we just share with our listeners one thing that we have come across in the past few days that they can experience themselves. Uh, an article, a video, a book, a, book, a song, a video, or, yeah, or anything. So video. you won't need to go first. You won't <laughs> yeah. need to go first. Uh, we will go first. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we'll come to you. La. Yeah. So Terence, would you like to kick things off? Sure, sure. I'm, I'm reading this book right now. I mean, uh. since I became a dad, I've started reading a lot of books about parenting because it's a... Uh, for, especially for for men, I find it's very uh, there's very, very limited resources before the baby comes uh, after mm. the baby comes, there are resources, but a lot, a lot of times it's about just general parenting, but they don't talk about what it means to be a man or what it means mm. to bring up a son, you know, in today's society. So I was, I was, I started to really, really research into it. Is there like, like I wanted to talk to my son one day la, about religion and, you know, all these things. But then I, I came across this podcast on, I think the art of manliness, where they interviewed this, uh, uh, this guy who wrote the book, The Intentional Father. Mm. So it's actually I can't remember his name but but I remember his background. Oh, he's actually a pastor who basically looked at um he looked at data about uh men in the world today in the world that we live in today right mm. uh and and I'm not religious at all and if you tell me oh this is a pastor's book I would not probably not read it at all but he actually started looking at research and he realized that I think he had some crazy statistic like only one in five uh he went to a prison and then looked and then looked at all the male prison inmates uh, only one in five of them had uh, the presence of a father in their in their in their childhood lah, in the upbringing. Mm. Oh, so that statistic really shocked him into into realizing that how important it is to have a father figure as you're growing up. Lah. And he said that the society that we live in today uh, doesn't prepare fathers for that kind of role. You know, to be a not only just present but also actually be just be intentional in we uh, have intentions in terms of bringing up a child like what do you want to bring your child to become you know what you bring up your son to be so he's written a book where he's looked at all the different practices across a lot of cultures and different religions mm. uh like mormonism you know uh cults i don't know not cults but 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 uh other other forms of smaller religions and things like that lah. and he's taken a lot of that data and then he's come up with a intentional plan lah, that he said all fathers can actually use you know to journey your child from from your son from boyhood to adulthood between the ages of 13 to 18 it, involving like every year there's like one challenge that you give your son and it's based on different cultures based on stuff he's, he's read across Whoa. different cultures and and that's why i i even respect him because i, I went i went to read out amazon reviews i was thinking oh shit pastor pastor wrote this i don't want to read it then some of them are one star saying oh this is bullshit i was expecting some 
something, you know, this he's a man of God and how dare he bring in this pagan re- beliefs and everything into into mm. his book. Now I was like, oh yeah, now I'm going to read the book uh, because he's like that. <laughs> and so yeah, he talks about the rituals that, that uh, boys used to have to do when growing up. Like 13 years old, you have to climb some, lock, like fight to climb some pole so that you all can grab something and then you are considered, a, a, you know, a part of the tribe. Then at 18 years old, they send you out to go and, you know, hunt for food and all this kind of thing. And then you come back and then that's when you're a man, you know. He said that now, especially in America, like they have no such uh, kind of uh, traditions or cultures. And we're not talking about religious ones, uh, where, you know, where you get, you, you know, like a bar mitzvah or something like that. Yeah. But it's really just the, the idea of like, 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 like how Mormons do it. Like, you know, you reach a, you, you're trained all the way until a certain age. Then you go for two years on a sabbatical, uh, not sabbatical. Mm. You go to another country. Missionary, for, yeah, yeah. Like a mission. Not even, yeah, a missionary, but they, mm. yeah, they go out there and you be uh, spread the word about your religion and all that like, to people who don't necessarily mm. want to hear it, like, right? But but he says that that is just such a formative experience that really make, gives you, uh, gives people, gives these guys a leg up in terms of just adjusting to what it means to be an independent uh, man of the world, like, you know? Singapore got NS really, uh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So in some sense, <laughs> in some sense, it has made me think of that, like, like oh yeah, we oh. do have NS and all that. But at the same time, NS, they don't talk to you about how you treat a woman. You know, like for example, okay, if you're a straight mm. heterosexual person, how mm, do you mm. respect uh, uh, the woman that you're dating, you know, versus just someone that you are, you're, you're just talking to, or, or even just how you respect people when you talk to them, mm. you know? Lessons like that. I mean, yeah. I, 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 growing up, I had, I think mine is more traditional Asian kind of household. You know, the dad, the dad provides for the house, everything, but you know, a lot of the, the more softer skills that, that you need to succeed in life today, those are unreally talked to you, talk to you about lah. And I never had, I never thought of like NS as a, you know, this this ritual that everyone goes through, and then you, then you you know really learn be, become a man because in some sense in NS you're actually you're given more instructions on what to do as opposed to having to think for yourself or so like, right. Mm. So so yeah, just just uh, I'm only about halfway through the book, but I very just found it. Oh, it's it's, it's quite interesting interesting just looking at how different cultures think about the concept of uh, manhood like, and how kids go from boy to adult. La. And so this one wow. is some of the softer skills and all that, la, the, the, some of the rites of passage in this Yeah, one. yeah. So oh. he, for, so for example, one of the things he did for his own son, a thing where they, uh, he, I think on a, he finds other dads who also have the same belief and then uh, I think at a certain uh, day of the year, they go to the beach uh, in, well, in New York State. La. They, they, they meet at a beach mm. and then they sit down around the campfire and then they trade stories about uh, being uh, growing up and mm. being at their age and all that. And after that, uh, they say, okay, oh, the, the three sons together, lah, you know, three, three different families, three sons. Say, okay, now you guys have completed this this challenge of, you know, just uh, a brotherhood and everything. Let's just run into the water together. And then you all strip and just run in the water. And, and that's just part of the, this is ritual. Mm, yeah, sounds completely yeah. stupid. But uh, at the same time, I'm like, oh, okay. At least it feels like there's um there, there's something that you are trying to teach your your, your son. And, there are certain points where you, the, your son is, has no choice but to sit down and also just listen to you tell him stories about how to be a better person and all that. Mm. And then, uh, I just thought... Is it, is it a thick book? Is it, no, a, no, it a very small book. And then, huh. and I, I just thought, okay, there, there, he, he makes a point in there in the first chapter that I, I, I could empathize with. Is that he said a lot of... Uh, no, no father ever goes to... Uh, very few fathers actually go into fatherhood uh, confident of their abilities. Um, but... A lot. Uh, I mean, there are there are people who are very determined to be good fathers, mm. And if you're reading the book, that's that's why that's you're, you're one of them, lah. You know, uh, and then that's yeah. So that's what it means to to want to to be an intentional uh, parent, lah. You know, you you want to find out 
how do I bring up someone to be a good person in the world? Lah? And I think that's not discussed enough. Like, a lot of times it's just about how to how to make my you know how to make sure your son you make enough money so your son can go to a good college or good you know mm. get a good education and not be an asshole. Don't don't do anything. Hey Harish, you you should read this book before you have <laughs> your your son lah. <laughs> you too lah. <laughs> <laughs> One finger pointing at me, four fingers pointing at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the the themes kind of coincide ah. You know, yeah, just now you were does. talking about the Lee Kuan Yew and his kids mm, mm, mm. and Terence and this. But it, yeah, yeah, it does it does coincide. It makes yeah. you think about. You know the the previous generations, the baby boomers, you know, the ethos yeah. of, oh, I, once I provide for my family, that's it, really. Like, that's you your know, role fulfilled. That's my role. Like whether I'm, do I need to really teach you and sit down with you and tell you how to be a man? You know mm. that kind of thing. But in the world today, is that enough, lah? Right. Wow. Yeah. My one stroke thing is a lot less philosophical. Uh. Oh, which TikTok dance is <laughs> <laughs> No, it's this this article I came across recently on the Smithsonian where. Uh, I mean, a bunch of researchers have started experimenting with using dead spiders mm. as micro claws. You know, like mm, those claw yeah, machines. That, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, normally you see metal claws and all, right? Yeah. So they've just, they're experimenting with using dead spiders yeah. connected to like um, a hydraulic pump to make the legs open up and close. It is sounds shook, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it's this whole feel of uh, research in uh, called necrobiotics. So like dead animal robots, like dead animals being used for robots. And it's fucking interesting because they use uh, wolf spiders because I, I, I believe they don't web. They are one of the few spiders that don't have web webbing. They have very strong legs. And mm. a spider, right, the way it, it moves, it's actually, they have no muscles. No? They, it's just, uh, each leg is like a hydraulic chamber. So using the bodily fluids, it con- uh, they, they move. Like, that's why when a spider dies and falls back, you see its legs curl up. Mm. So all they do is they insert like an injection into the spider and they increase the water pressure, decrease the water pressure and it closes and opens. Mm. So they, they are researching into like these micro clamps using millions of spiders to just pick up shit. Like. And it mm. fucking blew my mind. It's part creepy, part holy shit, this is cool. Um, and yeah, that is my one show thing. I've seen the videos. Oh, like oh, they, seen they, the it, videos. it picks up much yeah. heavier things than, than what the small spider you yeah. imagine can pick and up. And right? it's it, it would pick oh. up it would pick up more than a steel clamp would because mm. the spider's legs have all the micro hairs what for yeah. grip. So they make use of that to come up with super efficient clamps that are biodegradable. Mm. Nice, Insane, nice, huh? nice. Yeah. So so you have had philosophy on bringing up kids, necrobiotics. <laughs> Over to you, Sudir. Okay, mine is about basketball, Russia, and hashish. Hold on. Wow. Yes. I don't know if you want to heard this story. That's like a Joe Martikos. No, no, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many years of research was that? <laughs> no, but this story, and, and it just came out today, and, and but but it's interesting because it's, it's, it's got a lot of like different rabbit holes you can run down if, if, yeah. you, if you read into it. But, but this American women's basketball player, oh, Brit- Brittany, Brittany Greer. Brittany like Greer, that. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She just got sentenced to nine years in a penal colony in Russia. Yeah. And she was initially caught with bringing in these these hashish uh, sticks or vapes mm. or whatever mm. to, into Russia in February or January this year. And she's basically been caught up in the whole Russia-Ukraine war, war related diplomacy, right? She's mm. basically they, people regard her as a hostage, right? You yeah, know, yeah. Russia has arrested her on these supposedly trumped-up charges. I don't, you know, nobody knows uh, yeah. what what exactly she had, and she's been in custody since the war broke out, essentially. Mm. But why I also found it find it an interesting story. Oh, 
So first, you know, she's been sentenced to jail now. P- people think most likely what's going to happen is that there'll be some kind of prisoner exchange. Mm, yeah. So the US, which has, you know, different sorts of Russians in, in jail there, you know, arms mm. dealers and, and spies and all that, you know, Russians are in jail in America. One of them is going to be used as a prisoner exchange for to get Britney, uh, who's a, you know, women's basketball player back back to the States. Why I also find it interesting when I first read about it in February, right, uh, when she first got arrested was that it, it never occurred to me that uh, the WNBA, I think it's called WNBA, right? Yeah, WNBA. Um, the, the, the women there earn so much lower than, the, than their male counterparts yeah. that they have to spend their off-season going to Russia to play basketball. Oh. Right? That's where they make their money. And, and it's just such a bizarre thing if you think about it. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're living in the, in the world's most capitalist country. Yeah. But, but actually, you're then having to spend your off-season playing basketball in Russia and then yeah. unfortunately getting caught up in this whole shit. Lah. So, I mean, there, mm. there are just so many bizarre angles to this story when I think about it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this story broke where? Um, I read it. Where, where did I read yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's all over the news, but I read this morning in New York Times, I think. Oh, so it's, it's one of those that's covered everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's covered in a lot and, of... And there's uh, a very you, big you can... free Britney Greer movement. Oh, like, I didn't know about that. Years. I didn't know about that. Okay, okay. I think I like the, yeah. the basketball and fraternity and all that. They are all yeah. like, speaking up for her. Like, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So it's it's been dragging on since the war. What month is it now, anyway? August now. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's been dragging on since... I think she was arrested in February when, mm-hmm. when, wow. when the war broke out. So it's been dragging on since then. And she just got nine years... In a penal colony, la, it's mm. not even it's not even nine years in jail. You know, when I saw photographs that they tried to show what a penal colony looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference between a penal colony I, and a normal jail? I don't jail? I don't actually I, I think it's like gets back to this like uh old old Stalinist days of like, you know, you're 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 somewhere far out in the east of Russia like or something. Stranger things, uh, huh? like stranger things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I, I thought of Stranger Things immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. when I when I read the article this morning. I'm like, oh, oh shit, this is gonna be like a, she's gonna be stuck in one of these Stranger Things kind of well, complexes. Context: uh, se- We're talking about season four of Stranger Things, yeah, where the character that David Harbour plays is stuck yeah. in a penal yeah, colony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's Russia. exactly what. So, so Britney is gonna go there. I I hope they do this prisoner exchange quickly. <laughs> I mean, I oh shit. Well, so I mean, it's ongoing, lah. Are she, people optimistic? She just got people, sentenced yeah. uh, today. Are people I optimistic see, see. about her release? Uh, I think people are optimistic about the about the, the exchange. Swap, uh, yeah, okay, the okay. swap, the swap. I see, I see. Wow. I see. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Biden and all are involved, really, like, You know, it's it's not a it's a it's a big thing. So this interests you as a just as a, a journalist or just as a general? I'm just and you're just interested in all this. It interests intrigue. me Human nature. for so many reasons, lah. So just so many reasons, you know. It's mm. also like I mean, it's just just so many reasons. Mm. Even like, you know, if it's true what she got caught with, which is one one hashish vape, I mean, that's like nothing, right? I mean, yeah. You know, it's like you to 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 kana nine years in prison for Ooh. one hashish wow. vape is ridiculous, lah. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just so many angles to it is which which make me think that is is uh then then the whole dynamic, the dynamic of, of war. Uh yeah, yeah. and and if you think about how some you know, war is something so tragic and so grand, but then how it affects individual lives mm. Mm. who are actually so distanced from the actual war, la, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Because and, and that's a function of geopolitics. It's a function of how our world is set up. Russia would never have nabbed her if, if they didn't think that mm. th- she, she, she'd become a bargaining chip. That, that's why they nabbed her, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. So, I, I mean, I've seen the headlines, but I never really read it because I always thought, oh, it's some Michael Fage kind of thing where 
when an American is in prison overseas and then the media is going nuts about it. But actually, oh. she did something wrong. But but now hearing about this, then I'm going to go back and read about it. Oh yeah, I, just, I mean, so when I read about it in February and March, was just, I mean, the stories are crazy. Not just Britney's, but other, other women who also play in Russia. Mm-hmm. And then they, they share stories about, oh, you know, because a lot of these teams are owned by these Russian tycoons and oh, oligarchs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, the boss picked us up one day and like his bodyguards and the bodyguards had just shot somebody. They had just come from a gang <laughs> fight. They're all these like, and then I'm thinking like, back to that original thing, you know, the, the women are so underpaid in, in, in America yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that they're forced to go and live in this kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, yeah, it's it's a it's many angles are many so, angles. So the article that you read is on the New York Post, and that's on the New, in the New York Times. New York on Times on Brittany Grier, I think G R I R. We can add a link, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, cool. Man. But you can Google lah. Tons of articles about her. Oh, that's like yeah. a Joom level kind of yeah. story. Yeah. Like yeah. so many angles to it. It was a very diverse one shot thing. Uh, trilogy of one shot things. Mm. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what you get with. With Joom, right? Yeah, with Joom. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Joom. That's what you get with Joom. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, once again, if you want to find out more, joom.media. Yep. Uh, and that's where the newsletters are. That's where any information they can find is. Yeah. Sweet, man. Awesome. Anything else you want to tell our listeners? Uh, no, it's just that I, I realized that Harish and Terrence have become like super mainstream. So I, I'm not, this might be the last show that I'm on. Because <laughs> I saw that you guys appear at Star Wars. You're in the Star Wars. <laughs> You got Straits Times spread and all that. I, I was looking through it. I'm like, you guys are becoming too fucking you mainstream jealous, for me. Jealous, you, 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 you jealous. You, 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 you jealous. Say you jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you guys used to be cool and like, you know. Yeah. Next year we'll be NDP host. <laughs> next, yeah, NDP yeah, host for what next year? I was going to say, what yeah, next? NDP. Uh, yeah. Next year, next year. Yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah. Not, we, we need to be arrested it's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's, right. it's not really good for my brand to be associated with such mainstream people I hope you understand that but like, like, like you <laughs> say you it's very interesting you've got to look into the details today. <laughs> yeah. where were we sitting in the auditorium during the Star Wars were we in the middle or were we off to the, the side <laughs> yeah. matters like, all these details matter <laughs> yeah it's been nice knowing you today. Yeah. you and your sea level life yeah. <laughs> but yeah cool man awesome okay. yeah, thanks for coming I think that was that was a full two hours, no? It's just, yeah, just, my watch just Thanks for having me, hours. man. It's yeah, always, yeah. always fun. You passed the two-hour mark, which means you are somewhat interesting. interesting. Right? Oh, somewhat interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, and thanks everyone for listening.